0: This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty.
1: Hey, hey, my friends. The Monty Show live on your YouTube machine. Appreciate you being here. Hello to everybody on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, The Monty Show on YouTube, everybody on our podcast Thanks for being here, man. We couldn't do this show without you. And it's always presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. You guys, I tell you, every single day, there are car accidents, people slip and fall. You got hurt at work somehow. Don't trust your insurance company. They're not working for you, even though you pay them every month. They're not working for you. They're working for them. The Advocates are going to fight for you. You didn't deserve to be in that accident, but you... Deserve an advocate at theadvocates.com where you never pay out of pocket for the best injury attorneys in the business. No, you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. A hundred percent, you do not. All right, the Monty Show, a lot to get to. A little breaking Jim Harbaugh news this afternoon. Now
0: we wouldn't want to say we told you. I, so, I mean, we're not. Like, like, we're, we're humble. Not, we, we don't do Whoa. that. Like, we don't, Whoa! You
1: know, <laughs> Whoa! Whoa!
0: Like, we don't do that on this show, group.
1: We are humble, mother. You know. You know. Program. Uh, Dennis Dodd just put out a story <laughs> at CBS.com that says Jim Harbaugh <laughs> negotiates with Chargers NCAA uh. penalties became sticking point of Michigan oh, contract talks. Oh, Jim. Jim. Now, oh. Uh, oh, now again, I understand that I don't have sources, but I would just like to stay hard and tell you that, uh, yeah, we told you that Jim Harbaugh had gone back to Michigan as we first and exclusively reported on this show, and he wanted immunity. Michigan said we cannot do that, and now all of a sudden, there's this little detail that was somehow I vicariously leaked to Dennis Dodd, um. which I have been telling you about since November when I was first told about it. Which is that if Connor Stallions knew about the scheme, and I have no idea how he wouldn't know, if Connor Stallions knew, Jim Harbaugh knew, and that is a level one violation against Jim Harbaugh and the University of Michigan. Fine stealer guy. And I can tell you straight away today that Connor Stallion's being terminated might be the most egregious sign stealing guy. Sign fine stealer guy. That Jim Harbaugh's days at Michigan were numbered as we told you they were. Jake, I don't think there's any doubt that this is a very, very bad look for the University of Michigan.
0: All I have to say is what goes around comes around, right? Now, I'm not saying that the, you know, the the, the chancellor at Michigan knew what sign-stealer guy was doing, right? I'm not saying people at that level knew. But the reality of the situation is when you hired Jim Harbaugh, you knew you were taking a risk. Now, if you're the Chargers, this is a little bit different. Pretty hard to cheat in the NFL, You know, a lot of paid professionals doing their thing. Pretty hard to cheat in the NFL. But my point is, you knew that this was a a thing. You knew that you were taking risks. You knew that Jim would probably burn your school to the ground. And you knew that you'd pay the price for it and he would go off to the NFL again. So don't tell me, Michigan fan, that this is conjecture and, you know, we're shocked and we had no idea this would ever happen with Jim. I mean, we've never seen this before outside of his last five jobs, right? Like, come on, dude, you knew that this is who this guy was. So for me, this makes perfect sense, right? We saw the NCAA roll out the Jim Harbaugh rules. We knew that they had evidence. That's why you skipped out on your court date that you told everybody you were going to go to and then copped out of. That's why you did that. And now the NCAA is saying, hey, if sign stealer guy knew, Jim had to know. And if he didn't know, he's responsible because guess what? He had the head coach on his name tag. So, That's why I say it's a very straightforward proposition. So where does that leave us? Enjoy that national championship. Enjoy what you had. Enjoy the run. Enjoy all the junk you talked. Because it's over. It's done. They're coming for you. Jim's going to go to the Chargers, and you're going to be left to pick up the pieces. And unfortunately, America's favorite vacuum salesman is not going to be able to fix that for you. So that's why I say the arrogance of Michigan is coming back to get them. And I'm not even saying it's a beautiful thing because it's really not. It's, it's horrible not at all for college football.
1: Yeah, and I, I think the worst part here is that, you know, and, and we've we've been telling you this for about a week. Jim Harbaugh and Michigan are no longer talking. So there's not, I, I and I want to say I told you last Monday or last, a couple of Fridays ago, Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. I, I have not had substantive contract negotiations for some time now. And I think if we go back and we, we kind of recap the sourcing that we've had for you, which we were working on uh, to start the show today, which is why we were a little uh, belated, if you will. Um, it goes back to Jim Harbaugh hiring Don Yee um, on, the, on the eve of the college football playoff. Uh, this goes back to the questions that so upset the University of Michigan during the Alabama run up, and then the run up to the national championship, and the eventual, um, you know, the eventual crowning of Michigan as national champions. All the talk was on is Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan. All the talk was about why Jim Harbaugh hired an NFL agent. I think there was bitterness, and there, there was, you know, I think anger is probably a little bit too strong. But there is no doubt in my mind, based on what our sources have told us, that Michigan has bitterness and, and frustration with Jim Harbaugh and his process of negotiating a a, a some, somewhat of a return to Michigan and straight up asking, hey, I want to be immune from termination or loss of wages based on NCAA punishment, because there's no question. And again, Michigan fan, I'm talking directly to you. There's no way to get around the fact that Jim Harbaugh is well aware that he is looking at multiple now level one violations, multiple level two violations. And I am told that this FBI investigation is very serious for Michigan. I think that is a huge deal. And I I just don't know how you get away from that you have got recruiting violations, you have got a sign stealing scandal, and you have a computer crime scandal. And everybody wants to to whitewash this computer scandal away as a Matt Weiss thing. I don't believe from what I have heard that it's a Matt Weiss thing. It's a Michigan football via Matt Weiss thing. There are dark days coming to, to Ann Arbor. And those dark days are going to be spent pining over Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of the San Diego, we're now in Los Angeles Chargers because our sources also tell us the Chargers are laser focused on Jim Harbaugh to be their next head coach. Uh, They have a second interview with Jim Harbaugh tomorrow. They expect to make a contract offer to Jim Harbaugh by week's end. And in fact, I was told today that they expect to have an agreement with Jim Harbaugh by week's end. Michigan, Michigan is in real trouble here. Because if Jim Harbaugh leaves, the NCAA is not just going to give Michigan a free pass. They are going to drop the hammer on Michigan as an example. And I think the biggest mistake that Michigan made, and I'll say it again, was almost instantaneously firing Connor Stallions. That was an admission of guilt. I think the second biggest mistake they made was fighting the Big Ten suspension because you have to have at some point some recognition that the Big Ten and the NCAA were working together. And if we knew it on this show, because we reported it, the Big Ten was working with Michigan and with the, uh, the NCAA. At the same time, they were talking. They were sharing information. You pulled your temporary restraining order, your injunction request off the bench of a judge who graduated from Michigan law, in fact, played football at Michigan, you pulled that temporary restraining order and injunction at the 11th hour after the NCAA presented the Big Ten with evidence that was overwhelming in the sign stealing investigation of Connor Stallions in the football program. This cannot end well for the University of Michigan. It can only end well for Jim Harbaugh. And that's why I ask why is Michigan fan rooting for this guy? Because I have no
0: idea what um, you're thinking um, yeah I mean it's 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 asinine in my opinion it's it's foolish it's it's unbelievable to me and, and honestly you know if you're a Michigan fan like and your stance is hey you got us a championship and whatever's whatever I'm fine with that I mean if you're cool with hey we won a championship and yeah it's going to cost us probably what five years in the program yeah, Like if we're being conservative, probably five years of just kind of, you know, going through the penalties, not really being relevant in college football, like still making money in your football program. Of course, it's Michigan football. It's always going to make money. But you know what I mean? Like not really being in the college football playoff picture for a minute. OK, if you're cool with that, then I'm cool with that. If you're cool with the paying the mm. price of, hey, sign Steeler guy, Matt Weiss, you know, the 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 COVID recruiting violations, like all this stuff. If you're cool with the baggage, then that's fine. But my issue is, you got guys in college football uh, who showed you it can be done clean. And that's always been my thing with Jim. And again, I go back to the Florida State collective
1: recruiting booster level two violations Mm -hmm. uh, of two weeks ago. They wholly cooperated with the NCAA on that. I'd also remind you, That one of the level one violations against Jim Harbaugh is a lack of cooperation and transparency. And if Jim Harbaugh leaves, that level one violation does not go with him. And I think there's something that a lot of people don't, a lot of people have this idea that if Jim Harbaugh leaves, Michigan's absolved. The problem is that's not the case at all. If you go and read the NCAA rulebook on the lack of institutional control charge, that is a university charge that extends to athletic leadership. So if you are going to keep your athletic director in place and Jim Harbaugh is gone, that athletic director is going to be penalized with the university for that. And when we talk about penalized, if Jim Harbaugh leaves, the other thing that you have to remember is he's a guy that's notoriously uncooperative while he is employed. I believe that the NCAA would ask him for information, and I don't believe that he will provide it. Jim Harbaugh is one of those guys who believes in I think one of the other things that he and Michigan have aired on is this proclamation and we are innocent we did nothing wrong when it is very clear to everybody else behind the scenes through their own admissions Michigan has not denied Jim Harbaugh has not denied the things that he did during the COVID period they have not denied ever not once their sign stealing operation. Never. Go back and you look at Michigan and look at the different way that Jim Harbaugh and Michigan have operated here and you
0: see where the break exists. Well, you remember what the Big Ten said, right? I think it's a great point. Like the Big Ten said, hey, the punishment is the punishment partially because you never denied what you did. It's always been a well-accepted fact. But who both was sides.
1: who did the who did the NCAA deliver evidence against? And who did the Big Ten actually, if you go and read the Jim Harbaugh suspension at the end of the year, Jim Harbaugh is not the guy they were punishing. The Big Ten was punishing Michigan Um. by suspending its football coach for, for those three games. That was the punishment, fully and wholly supported by the NCAA, who hadn't even delivered a notice of allegations against them Uh, for the sign-stealing situation. Mm -hmm. And again, I go back to this idea with Michigan fan that, oh, the University of Michigan is going to be get off scot-free. Jim Harbaugh is the actor. Jim Harbaugh is not the actor because remember how the NCAA views this stuff. The NCAA views it as, hey, Jim Harbaugh, did you know? You did, okay, you're guilty. Oh, you didn't? You're guilty. Hey, athletic director, did you know? You did, okay, you're guilty. You didn't? You're guilty. It doesn't matter if you knew you were supposed to know. The athletic director was supposed to know Mm -hmm. what the football coach was doing and what his staff was doing. So the idea, and you can't go back, and you can't find a situation where a coach is, you know, committed. And I think one of the things that I think is also really important here is there's only one other modern era case where where a university was handed findings and a coach evacuated the situation it was USC with Reggie Bush and where did Pete Carroll go he went to Seattle and what happened to to USC USC got smacked so we can all sit here and we can pretend yeah right we can pretend that Michigan's going to get off scot-free I am telling you now that you are not getting off scot-free
0: and look I think there's a price to pay for playing games you know like you're Again, it's what I keep saying, man. Like, there's no getting away from this. And, and look, it, notice nobody today said Michigan sucks, right? I'm not saying Michigan sucks. I'm not saying that Michigan's a crappy university. It's a prestigious university uh, amongst its peers. It's, a, it, it, it's an icon, dude. It's Michigan. And it, whether it's the hockey program, the basketball program, uh, obviously we're talking about the football program today, like, You got to understand that Michigan is not just like, you know, Poughkeepsie state, Michigan has heritage, you know, glory, even, like there's a lot to Michigan's story. And that's what saddens me. And frankly, disappoints me so much about the appointment of Jim at Michigan, because first it was, and I think this is important to keep in mind if you're a Michigan fan and I hope you come around to it at some point, I don't know if you ever will, but it's important to point out that, Jim didn't do much winning initially. Jim was much more of the guy who, you know, couldn't beat Lloyd Carr, couldn't beat the guy, uh, his rival, couldn't do it. And so you look at it and you say, okay, is this the guy? And then all of a sudden, just like that, start winning ball games. you know, start crushing people, start being a national power. And everyone said, oh, well, that's not suspicious, nothing wrong. You know, we're just better than you guys. And now all this has come out. So from the standpoint of, hey, it's Michigan, heritage, glory, prestige. This was a mistake in my opinion. Did you win a natty? Yes. Did you do it in Nick Saban's final year? Yes. Was that loss Nick Saban sending out gift? Yes. Yes, it was. 100% like no doubt about it. But it's just frustrating that we have to sit here and deal with this. And if you're a Michigan fan today, I wouldn't be fighting. I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I'm standing on my high horse fighting for Jim Harbaugh. I would be sitting here wondering what's next because Jim's going to the NFL. I don't know if Sharon Moore stays. I don't know if the gang comes back. I don't know if Michigan is cool keeping that staff. I have no idea. I don't know, and that's what's dangerous because what happens if Michigan is brutal for the next five years? We got all these new teams coming into the Big Ten. We know what Lloyd Carr has done this offseason, right? Will Howard, uh, all these dudes he's brought in. Like Ohio State's in a good place. So for me, I don't, I, I don't think there's any way around it if you're a Michigan fan. You should be disappointed. You should be heartbroken. You should be sad. And and honestly, like I would be looking at it saying, you know, where does this leave us? Like, do you really feel like the national championship justifies everything? Do you really feel like Jim Harbaugh leaving your school or your program, whatever you want to call it, in shambles, justifies how long he was there? Because I look at what he did in the past, and this is the same thing. And everyone said, hey, you hate Jim Harbaugh. I remember all the comments last week when I said Jim's not worth it, Jim's not a winner, Jim's not someone who you want to employ. Everyone said, well, the NFC championship games and the Super Bowl run and – you know, he's done things, and now he's won a natty. How can you say he's not a winner? Yeah. Does he do good things on the football field? He does. He does. But that doesn't necessarily make it worthwhile uh, the price you pay. Think about what the 49ers have had to go through, right? Your locker room got torched, right? And, and honestly, like, you know, the Alex Smith-Colin Kaepernick decision was controversial. But you look at that decision and the, the, the ripple effect, Dude, the ripple effect lasted 5 years. You didn't get like you didn't get good again until Kyle Shanahan came back in. Like you didn't get good again. You got a guy playing quarterback for you who everyone's saying is not even not even competent. I mean, that's the that's the level of fandom that 49ers have had to deal with yet. You as a Michigan fan are sitting here saying, "Hey, like you know, we're innocent. We're 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 getting off scot free." So I just, yeah, I I don't think that you can feel, uh, you can feel good about this. I don't think that you can feel, uh, uh, positively. And and I would, as far as college football is concerned, I look at this and I say this is not good. You know, you look at Nick Saban retiring. You look at, you know, Ryan Day not really living up to it. You look at everything that Lane Train's doing in the SEC. Like the SEC, while you lost Saban, is getting better. The Big Ten theoretically should have gotten better with these new teams but what of what of Lincoln Riley right you look at Lincoln Riley and you're sitting here saying hey is this guy looking at an nfl job or is usc going to get back to what it should be which is a powerhouse every single year like i don't know i don't know where college football necessarily goes if michigan is in shambles we're sitting here talking about oregon running the big 10 we're sitting here talking about you know Jed Fish in Washington trying to figure out their way out in the Big Ten. You look at the Arizona situation. It's now coming out that you know Jason Shears reporting that Bobby Robbins gets a memo for every expenditure that happened at Arizona. So I look at this and I say, dude, we're we're in a time in college football where where you you're you're seriously having to consider. Who who is leading our program? Whether it's at the president level, the AD level, the head coach level, and what have those people done in the past? Because Dave Hickey had a beautiful career for a long time, and now all of a sudden that's in shambles, right? You 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 look at you look at guys like Jim. Uh, conversely, you look at guys like Nick Saban, bro. Nick Saban. Had had one of the best careers we've ever seen. Obviously, goat or if not, you know, one of the three best coaches of all time. He had a positive effect on college football. So to me, college football is this drama-filled place that we just we have to deal with. And and I don't know that as a fan, like if you're someone who's been watching since you know the BCS days, like where are you at? Like in the comment section, are you? Are you happy about it? Like where college football is going? Cause I, I can't, I can't, you know, positively or, or or convincingly say that I'm happy about it. And it, and it really bothers me because, because football, to be honest with you guys, football is not even my number one. Like I, I, like in terms of tiers of sports, like I'm a, I'm an NBA guy first, then baseball, then football. Like I look at the viewership over the weekend, bro, 50 million views for the NFL game, like this country is about football. So if you're a college football fan and you've been a fan since the BCS days, like, I don't know. I, I I don't know where you go from here. I don't know, you know, what, what you even begin to look at because uh, college football has changed drastically. And we're going to get to your comments here. I'm not sure where my, where my guy went here. Um, I'm guessing, I'm guessing he took a call. Uh, He kind of ran out. Um, so we're going to start reading some comments. Let's see here who we got first today. Uh, we've got Charlie Sinclair. This deal is getting done today. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that it's getting done today, right? Like Harbaugh to the chargers. I think you're probably, you know, again, like we said, end of the week. I think that's probably realistic. You look at the timeline with NFL coaching jobs it's much more of a situation where they've had to just go through the process and churn out like as many interviews as possible, not even just for the Rooney rule, but you look at, you look at, you know, just all the candidates, like whether it's Vrabel, uh, now you got Pete Carroll, you know, trying to get in on the Chargers opportunity. So for the Chargers, they're obviously going to interview everyone possible, but I would expect um, like we reported, I would expect Jim to get signed by the end of the week. Uh, Paolo, uh, tips us $5. When Jim leaves, his players have 30 days to leave. If he cheats in college to win, how about the pros let him burn? Yeah. I mean, obviously the transfer portal has changed the conversation for players. You know, you look at, you look at Alabama, you look at Ohio state, you look at Michigan, guys are going to the league. Guys are transferring. Like a lot of things are happening. And I don't know, is that, are we good with that? Like, is, is that a, a good thing. I think it's a good thing for the players, but I'm not sure that it's a great thing for 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 college football on the whole. You know, you 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 look at the the ramifications of the Jed Fish situation and just how many guys, you know, went, and then obviously Noah Fafita didn't leave. So when I look at you know Paulo's comment here, appreciate the five dollar tip. Like, yeah, they have 30 days to leave, but what's really the best situation for them? You know, like Judkins goes to Ohio State and everyone loses their mind. Like, I think it's it's a it, it's a controversial conversation, um, to say the least. But at least they're not trapped, and I think that's the that's the the biggest thing. Are you okay, bro? Like, Hi. what the hell just happened, bro? Phones are ringing, man.
1: Phones are ringing. Just people watching the show and important people calling, and mm-hmm. you know, I I think what is really interesting for me here is that everybody's paying attention to Jim Harbaugh and what's going on in Michigan. That's the fascinating part, and I find it so interesting that the sentiment is, without question, Michigan's in trouble. And I think what triggered this phone call was the Pete Carroll comparison. Mm -hmm. Because the expectation, I can tell you from people I've spoken to, is it will be much more severe. Because Pete Carroll cooperated. Well, how long was USC down? I mean, what is it, 10 years? USC... Um, and if if memory serves, USC lost 30 scholarships. Um, USC vacated a Heisman Trophy. Like, you look at uh, USC getting a two-year bull ban. And at the time, I, I would remind you, and I should look that up, but I would remind you that USC, there was no bigger, badder mf in football than USC. Mm-hmm. And you look at what USC meant to college football in those moments. Yeah, I think it is it is a perfect parallel to USC
0: so or to Michigan and USC. So USC's punishments, just so we're all on the same page, mm-hmm. two-year postseason ban, uh, scholarships lost over the course of a three-year window. So they're saying, hey, we're not just pulling scholarships this year, but we're going to pull scholarships over a three-year window so you can't recruit, obviously you can't build your program. Uh vacating old games, including the BCS championship. That's what everybody remembers, of yes. course. Yep. Uh, you know, disassociating Reggie, you know, with the Heisman, uh, you know, USC head coach, uh, or Pete Carroll leaving, obviously. Like, you know, so they had, I mean, they got beat over the head with it. I mean, there's no there's no way, know-how about that. And and I think that again, and we've discussed this many times on the show, like, we've never seen what. We're talking about here with Michigan. No. And I'm not, and again, I want to be really clear because I don't want to see it in the comment section. I'm not saying it's never happened. I'm saying that nobody got caught speeding on radar by buddies sitting on the We've side. We've never
1: road. seen it at this level. Yeah. We've never seen, I think you are looking at Jim Harbaugh probably getting a five year show cause order. Um, because again, I I would point out the subtle differences here. Reggie Bush was the main actor at USC. Mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh, the head coach, is one of the main actors in this case. Now, in the sign stealing, that's Connor Stallions, but I am told also that there is a mountain of evidence that links Jim Harbaugh to knowledge of that. We'll see if that's true or not. That could be, you know, I I won't, I'm not convicting Jim Harbaugh of anything in sign stealing until we see it, because I hope people understand just how flagrant and egregious it is to do what Michigan did. And if a head coach was aware of that, that would be stunning and shocking. Fine Steeler guy. I mean, to put, to carve out a budget, to come up with a scheme, to have staff involved that are paying people that are, I mean, it would be so unbelievably over the top when you just don't a, need to do that because you get all that tape already. Hey,
0: But why did he do it, though? But why did he do it, though? I
1: think that's the best point. He didn't. He hadn't. Jim Harbaugh, until the sign-stealing operation allegedly began, hadn't won a big game. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh was in trouble at Michigan. He had not beaten Ohio State. He had not won big games. He had not won a national championship. He had not won. Like, he just wasn't winning big games. And then he was. Now, I think it's also horribly unfair to, to label Michigan as a secondary team because they were by far, and I don't care if they knew your signs or not, they were by far the best defense in the country this year. That was unbelievable. And Georgia fan, I'm, I. you're always in the comments every time I say that about Michigan. Michigan was the best defensive, and, and if we want to just say defensive front, their secondary was very questionable in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They were the best defensive front in the country. And they won the national championship, and you don't do that accidentally. Now, did they employ Jose Altuve as a consultant? Probably. (laughs) Right? I mean, you you got caught red-handed here. Fine stealer guy. And I think the fact that that you are now seeing everything we've reported for the last three months on Jim Harbaugh. I mean, do you really think that this is this is a CBS headline from today? Yeah. From Dennis Dodd. Jim Harbaugh negotiates with Chargers. NCAA pen- penalties became sticking point of his Michigan contract like, talks.
0: Look at how casual that is in the title. Like, it's not, we're not questioning. Nobody's questioning whether penalties are coming, dude. Penalties, penalties are coming. Are on the way via first-class mail, bro. They're coming for you. Yep. So let's not pretend that it's like, oh, are we getting, yeah, you're getting penalized, man.
1: Yep, I agree. Uh, Jay Chapman says NCAA is about to drop their hammer on Michigan. That's never going to happen. They'll get a slap on the wrist compared to what anybody else but Notre Dame and Ohio State would get. So wait, let me just get this right because you apparently are an expert. What they did to USC, 30 scholarships over three years, two-year bull ban. And this is a team, USC, that won two national championships. And if memory serves, went to seven BCS bowl games. And the expert think, come on, like that's this is this is Michigan fandom thinking that you're going to get off easy. Yeah, you're in
0: fantasy land, dude. And it's just not going to happen. And now you can no longer say it's just us saying it. Yeah, because everybody's saying it now.
1: Yeah, and I love that. No, you guys don't have sources. You're the only one reporting it. Well, not anymore. We're not.
0: So what do you have to say to that? Yeah, I
1: mm. have a good day. And how Uh, Hour number two of the Monty show presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Uh, You guys, uh, speaking of paying fines, and before we get to all your comments, TridayTrading.com. They give you a 30-day trial membership for the cost is a $10 charitable donation. You donate $10 to charity, they give you their entire program for 30 days. And then when you graduate their program, they're going to fund a trading account. The number one thing I hear is, Monty, I don't have any money to trade. It doesn't matter. They're taking that excuse away because Triday Trading is going to fund a trading account for you that you can use for a week, a month, the rest of your life. You can stay in that account as long as you want and trade with TridayTrading.com's money and you get eighty percent, up to eighty percent of the profit when you make money with Triday Trading's money. That's how confident they are that you're going to make money when you go through the TridayTrading.com program. Sign up for the thirty-day ten-dollar uh, trial membership, no obligation at the end of the thirty days. But I don't think we have a viewer Mm-mm. who's gone through the Triday Trading program that has not continued past. Just crushing it because you Absolutely. you instantly see how much money you make at dot com slash Monty. Let's get your comments in here. Charlie Sinclair, the great San Diego, we move to L.A. Chargers fan. I'm never going to say just L.A. Chargers. I probably will, but I, <laughs> I am not a fan of the Spanos family. Uh, show me your lightning bolt. This deal is getting done today. Let's go. There is a lot of, and again, I'll reset if you're just joining the show. Um, sources have told Jake and I I think last Monday we reported it mm-hmm. that Jim Harbaugh and Michigan are no longer negotiating a contract um because Michigan cannot rightfully offer Jim Harbaugh immunity to NCAA penalties which would include termination a show cause notice and a loss of compensation which is what Jim Harbaugh is asking in, Michigan to do which is to insulate him from NCAA punishment Michigan's not able to do that um and I I think one of the things that's so interesting about this this situation in Los Angeles is, are you willing to 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 do a deal with the devil essentially here? Because one of the rubs at Michigan that we've been told about consistently is that um, you have a situation where the staff and the people behind the scenes at Michigan are really unhappy and frustrated to the, with the lengths that Jim Harbaugh has gone to, to dodge the NCAA and what Jim Harbaugh and his ethics appear to be and what that means to Michigan's reputation because you have Michigan. And regardless of what you think about Michigan's athletic program, the University of Michigan is one of the finest institutions in this country. It is one of the finest law institutions in this country. It is an it, it is a university founded on... Ethics. It is a university founded on, you know, believing in oneself and building a reputation and executing on a daily basis. These are these are characteristics that Michigan takes very seriously. And Jim Harbaugh shunning his ethical responsibility, Jim Harbaugh shunning his responsibility to the students, the alumni, and the faculty at Michigan does not sit well with people behind the scenes. And I think that's why you're seeing very much a tepid response from the University of Michigan, when they are asked for comment on Jim Harbaugh, they're really not saying much. And there is a a palatable frustration behind the scenes in Ann Arbor with the way that Jim Harbaugh has conducted himself over the last four or five months when Michigan has stood staunchly in his defense. He has not reciprocated that. And I think that has really turned a lot of folks in Ann Arbor off to him.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you went to great lengths to to screw Michigan. Like, let's be clear. And, and, and I've always pointed this out. And again, I'm happy to be the villain. This guy is out for himself. He always has been and always will be. Look at it from this standpoint. This dude rolled up to Ann Arbor with one mission in mind, which was to win a national championship. So he gets a couple years in, can't beat Ryan Day, can't get over the hump. So he rolls in allegedly, allegedly, Rolls in a sign stealing out a situation system commits right. a bunch of recruiting violations and then gets over the hump and doesn't care because now he's going to go to the league because he knows he can ride the wave of the Natty. This guy's out for himself, not Michigan, yeah. and it's been that way since day one.
1: Yeah, I think it is. It's really unfortunate because Michigan, just in my opinion, deserves better. Uh, Paulo for five dollars. When Jim leaves, his players have thirty days to leave. So the rule is when you have a coaching change, Kalen DeBoer, Nick Saban. When a coach leaves the university, Jed it at, at Arizona, players have 30 days to insert their names into the transfer portal. Now you also remember, I believe it's April, middle of April, there's another transfer portal window right after spring ball. Um, you're going to see a lot of names. Michigan is stocked with talent. There, there, There's no question about that. And you're already seeing, and we talked about this as well, mm-hmm. a lot of gym guys are gone. Either a lot of guys went to the NFL, including your quarterback, Free Harbaugh, including some of your best defensive talent. Some guys have transferred. I think it, it, everybody knows Jim's leaving.
0: Some guys got fired and lost their jobs. You know, yeah. I mean, but who's counting?
1: Who's it, counting? Connor Stallions transferred to Cameo. I Steelers mean, you no. know. seriously, bro. Does Jim Harbaugh give him a job in, in Los Angeles? The balls, dude. Uh, the balls on this guy. Yeah. Sean Rollins for giving five Monty show memberships. Go, go. Let's go, appreciate you. Uh, Aaron Wilson, give some Monty show membership. Let's go, baby. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see. Who else is in the comments today? John Dry, Florida State and the ACC schools uh, seem screwed at the moment. It's a tough spot. It is a tough spot. He
0: signed an, he signed an agreement. You're not breaking it. It's that simple.
1: Yeah. Alex Rea, what's up, my guy? Good to see you. Uh, SC got hosed in retrospect. Michigan won't get penalized. The record being scrubbed will be enough. I think if Jim Harbaugh is gone, they will take a significant scholarship and recruiting reduction. I think, and from what my sources have told me, you're looking at, at double-digit scholarship reductions per year. I think you are looking at a severe limitation on, on off and on campus recruiting visits. Um, I think you are looking at a multi-year, uh, bull ban, um, which means not just college football playoff, any postseason games, big 10 championship, uh, bull game college football playoff, none of that for multiple years. Uh, and I think that you are looking at a show cause notice, um, that is going to be historically tough on Jim Harbaugh, uh, on Minter, on Moore. Like, I think that staff is going to take a beating. And I think, I think Sharon Moore is the guy that's got to take that job because it's going to be a very difficult job. And Kenny Dillingham at Arizona State is living proof of this. I knew today would be shitty. Michigan, I, I think if Jim Harbaugh leaves, Michigan is going to follow the path that Arizona State has followed which is we are going to punish ourselves in a lot of different ways we are going to limit the way our rec- our coaches can recruit we are going to limit the ability of our coaches to um of our coaches to interact with recruits via digital digital which is video right so you're they're not going to let you come to campus leave campus and they're going to restrict your ability to do video uh recruiting like i think Michigan is is going to try and do what Many universities have done, which is self-discipline in hopes of taking lesser blow from the NCAA. Because remember, our sources had also told us very clearly Jim Harbaugh was looking at a an 8-10 to 10 game ban this next season. He gave himself, what was it, four games, I yeah. guess, or three games at the beginning of the year? Yeah, three games. For the level one and level two violations. He was probably looking at eight more. So I think... Him leaving—that's what's going to go away. But I think he's going to get a five-year show cause order. Like it's going to be tough.
0: And, and I also think, as far as you know, pulling the natty—like I—I think that's eh. just. But but here's my point on that. I, I That's not like let's be really clear. That's not any kind of penalty to remove. No. Right. But but what I think the point is 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 the the NCAA is saying, hey, great, you went out and won a natty, sweet. We're going to pull that, and then we're going to drop the hammer on you, and we're going to prove a point, right? And and it's not to prove a point to any individual person. Like if Jim goes to the chargers and Sharon Moore takes the job, the NCAA didn't roll up and be like, Hey, we're punishing Sharona. That's not how it works. But, but I think the goal would be to, to say, we can't have this. You know, the, the, the biggest thing that I look at between USC and Michigan is Michigan is a quality of the game conversation. Michigan is or integrity of the game conversation where USC was, you know, just, money and recruiting and a ton of off the field stuff that allowed them, you know, to, to recruit and get better talent in and ultimately go out and win national championships. So to me, when you start delving into integrity of the game, it's kind of a different level than, Hey, buddy got paid when he shouldn't have got paid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, Jim Harbaugh is going to leave behind a pile of kindling just festering. Yep at, at Michigan, I feel terrible for Michigan fans because Michigan fans are passionate um I mean they're not always they're not always practical but they are passionate yeah and it's real I feel bad for the players in that program I I never fault players for the action of co- coaches and administrators like I look at this Arizona situation I mean it's just really it's really difficult uh let's see Boston Mapes. Uh, Michigan will take a step back. Got the chip. I mean, it was 25 years in between. There are a few programs that do it clean, so I'll leave it. At, at, why? Why do that? I, I like. I've never understood this. Well, everybody steals signs. The funny thing is, I don't ever remember a scandal. And Jake, correct me if I'm wrong. I've never seen a a uh, you know a a guy on the coaching staff carve out a budget and build a staff and make travel plans for people to go to other universities and videotape sidelines. Yeah, never seen that happen. Yeah, I
0: mean, I, I, I love it, and this is not just unique to Mapes here. I mean, I I you know, Desmond Howard, like, you know, every Michigan guy and their mom is out here saying, well, everybody steals signs. Everybody yeah, does but here's it. the deal. We're not talking about game day stealing signs, right? We're not talking about you stood on the sideline and stole their signs. That's never been the conversation, man. And and, yeah. and the idea that, that the assumption in this comment is that that's what it is and that everybody's doing it tells me that you're still in denial mode. By the way, if everybody else was doing it, that still doesn't matter because you're the only ones that got caught. Yeah, man. So stop talking about everybody else. Stop talking about it's been 25 years. By the way, let me flip that around on you, MAPES. It's been 25 years, and you only want it because you cheated. Allegedly. There's a
1: lot of people who believe that. Nice job. OG Gary says, what I care about is why the FBI is on campus. It's wild to me.
0: That's what I mean. There's still a whole nother, you know, you know, you walk into Michigan's front door and you've got three hallways. You know the one, this is Jim going to the Chargers. You know this is all the Jim recruiting violations and now you've got the FBI over here and you haven't no. even opened that door yet.
1: Yeah, that's where the crime you know scene I mean? tape. The crime scene tape is to the left.
0: Yeah, like we're, we're like we're not even we haven't even we haven't beat the video game to that level yet. We haven't gone through enough junk with Jim yet to get to the hey, dude was out here committing computer, you know, crimes for the program to do things. And again, my opinion, I could be wrong. Don't know this to be fact. Wouldn't surprise me even a little bit if those computer crimes were linked to the sign stealing investigation. Just saying, just mm-hmm. saying, just I hope saying. not Christopher Shannon.
1: What's up with you? Uh, Michigan has tormented Ohio state so much the past three seasons, they've put all their endowment into the transfer portal this off season, seriously. And that's the worst part now. It's not that you got caught you know cheating i i that's not unique to michigan yeah the worst part of this is now did you really beat ohio state and did you really did you really win the national championship did you really did you really beat alabama it just sucks <laughs> the whole thing because the last thing you want when it's been this long of a drought and you are still living in Lloyd Carr times. The last thing you want is a bunch of asterisks and questions. And oh, well, you guys cheated. Uh, Jim Harbaugh cheat. You guys didn't win that. You, um, you only beat Ohio State because you stole signs.
0: So when that I see sucks. Michigan guy say, "Hey, everybody was stealing signs. That's fine. We want an ad." <sighs> Do you understand what that says about your fan base, dude? Do you understand that 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 means that you're cool with cheating to win? You're cool with that. You don't you don't care about ethics or integrity as, as a football fan.
1: You don't yeah. care about
0: it. And that that's a problem for me.
1: Yeah, it sucks. I just I think that that's the worst part of it. That's the worst. RB says better get it worse than USC. I, I think there is so much frustration with Jim Harbaugh that they will. That's the thing that should really and, and I don't think Michigan fans consider stuff like this. You're talking about human beings making a decision. The Committee on Infractions was so pissed at Jim Harbaugh for his his dodging, his lack of cooperation, and then what they called dishonesty when he finally met with them. They refused the negotiated settlement with him. He had a, remember, he didn't he negotiate a four game suspension. Mm. And they said, no, that's not nearly enough. We'll, we'll, we'll levy punishment next, next season, next offseason. Don't forget that detail. The committee on infractions who notoriously is silent publicly spoke about Jim Harbaugh and the fact that that negotiated essentially plea deal was not nearly good enough. This is a code kind of board. That's what you should be terrified. Yes. Terrified, terrified. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez, did stallions go to work for FSU or Florida after leaving Michigan? Well, penalties, my, you know, my, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Robert wrote, it's over for Michigan football for a while, it seems. I would agree with that. Uh, Ferris Khan, one thing's for sure. These YouTubers get more views when they talk about, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we we get far more views talking about Michigan. (laughs) Are you out of your mind? Do you really think Michigan brings more views? No, it does not.
0: I can assure you, Michigan does not bring more. I can assure you, Ohio State fan shows up more regularly. And I'm not even trying to
1: play the rivalry because, frankly, I'm not a fan on either side. The Ohio State fan turns out on a more regular basis than Michigan fan does. Michigan fandom is not large, in my opinion.
0: And by the way, by the way, I just want to point this out. This is the same thing as all—it's clickbait. It's you know, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, we we're trying to get views. We we do YouTube, so you know. Um,
1: what did Michigan do wrong? Since all of you seem to know, be specific. Oh, do you, how would you, would you do like you, it hey, in a grid want, format, an Excel spreadsheet?
0: Do you want me to play some music under this? Cause this is going to take about a half hour. Like, so I,
1: I mean, if you just look at what, what is publicly known, throw out anything sources have told us that they've done. We know in fact that they have admitted to recruiting violations during the COVID dark period overworking their coaches during the covid dark period uh watching workouts on um on stream on like live stream during the covid dark period the coronavirus meeting with recruits in person during the covid dark period uh then being evasive dishonest and misleading the committee on infractions during your during their investigation you know. level 1 violation Multiple level two violations. We know that's for that like again, how do we know all that's true? Jim Harbaugh self-imposed a suspension to admitting that that was true. Yeah. um, and then, what do we know about the sign stealing? <clears throat> well, we know that Michigan um had a mountain of evidence presented to it. They were defiant and took the big ten to court when they announced a three game suspension. And again, I'm sorry to be redundant, but for Ferris Khan, I just, I mean, I got to do a chapter and verse Um, here, right? um,
0: The um. judge
1: is a Michigan football player that graduated Michigan law, and he was going to hear your temporary restraining order and injunction, and you pulled it off his bench because the evidence was overwhelming against you. (laughs) And again, Michigan... Has never denied guilt in the sign stealing operation. Nope. So we don't have to, you know, play your dumb little game like what did Michigan do wrong? They've told us what they did wrong. And then there's the FBI and the computer crimes. And why did you fire Connor Stallions? Just curious. Why did you fire Matt Weiss? Just curious. You we don't have to even take the leap to what sources have told us. We know because Michigan has told us. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't even begin to detail issues in the basketball program. Doesn't even. Jawan. Hello. It doesn't even get close to that.
0: What did they do wrong? You're funny, bro.
1: Look, I understand. I understand why Michigan fan wants to defend Jim Harbaugh. Mm -hmm. But you, you get he's banging his side chick and they're about to get married, right? You you understand that he's taking the charger job, fair like hey Ferris is this thing on? He's taking. The, this thing up, we're out of here. He's taking the charger job, and you are going to be left with a pile of crap. Like, I I just don't understand why you are fighting for this guy. Yeah. Scott of Greywater Watch. Michigan is going to have to go out there and win another one like the Astros did. Alvarez smashes it against the Phillies. You better go out and win.
0: What's the difference? You're not going to have talent on this roster, bro. You're not going to have talent.
1: Jose Altuve is a lot of things, and I think he's a cheater, but he's also one of the most clutch home run hitters in the history of Major League Baseball. Yes. Yes, he is. Like they're very, very good, and Michigan was very, very good this year. But they're not going to have that talent. It's going to be really tough. David Ute fan, Michigan hired and stood by Jim. Deserve what they get, absolutely Agreed. right. And that's very much how the NCAA you damn views well it. Well,
0: knew who he was,
1: and the NCAA very much views it that way. And it it's just really difficult to. It's really difficult to spin the fact. That Michigan, look, it's what the Big Ten said in their court response to the to, to the to the injunction in temporary restraining order. You've never denied it. Mm-hmm. You you've when they punished Jim Harbaugh in the in the the narrative that the Big Ten wrote. You Michigan has never denied it. You've never argued that this sign stealing operation happened. You are only arguing that you shouldn't punish Jim Harbaugh that and as we talked about on the show at the time, I thought it was the exact right argument. Michigan was arguing, punish the university, not the football coach. He didn't know. And that's the most damning retort because then what happened? You were ready to stand in front of a Michigan alumni, a former football player and a law grad. in his courtroom, you were willing to stand in front of that judge and say, don't allow the Big Ten to punish Jim Harbaugh. He was unaware of the operation. And then you pulled that because the NCAA provided the Big Ten and the University of Michigan with a mountain of evidence. Something real. About the sign-stealing operation. And you just think that Jim didn't know, and they, could no, lo- they no longer could make the argument that Jim didn't know. Man, that's awfully tough to, to yes, believe. Yes, it is. It's it's awfully tough to believe. Sean Rollins, got to be America's team. Uh, Mike Smith, that is a crime. Gumby, fresh out. Michigan made me drop my hot pocket. Got to be America's team. You know, you know. Eric Wasikowski, just saying, but it's been five months since the story broke. Nothing has happened yet. Right. So that the Big Ten suspension
0: of Jim Harbaugh okay. never happened? Uh, okay, hold on. One, I just need to, sorry, not to cut you off. Okay, look, man, I know it's only Tuesday, but you're already having a rough week, and I love you, bro. He is I, having I, a rough week. Yeah, I love I would you, agree. bro. It's only Tuesday, and you're already having a rough week. I know that you didn't just come in here saying, hey, it's been five months and nothing's happened, while also last week writing us and saying the NCAA process is way too long. You know, we're not going to get punishment for like three years. Dude, they're going to punish you this, this summer. It, it's not in question. It's going to happen. The COVID
1: dark period recruitment but, punishment on, will happen this summer.
0: And if you think they're not going to go COVID dark period, okay, punishment levied, case closed, sign uh, stealer guy, FBI. So you're going to get punishment one, punishment two, punishment three. We'll see you in five years. That's what this is, man. And I yeah. don't think Michigan fan fully appreciates the implication of of what Jim has done here because I'm I'm a buyer. I, I'll just tell you that right now. And and it has nothing to do with Michigan as a university. I have no problem with Michigan as a university. I have always had an issue with Jim. Jim has always been the schemer. He's always been the guy that's trying to get over on somebody. And now Jim is that
1: guy that always plays the victim. Yeah, hey, it's always. a it's it's a conspiracy against me. Cheating, lying, I, and then playing the victim. I did nothing wrong. I am like. Jim, even and it was funny the day after he said it we talked about it like even Michigan fans laughed at him when he said well, I think, i'm innocent
0: bro i think we still have i mean take a look i think we still have the video where he's like we just want to process do process this do process oh yeah we that, do bro like listen to this guy dude
1: i'm going to talk on uh friday um, you know, just looking, just looking for uh, for that opportunity you know, due process, uh, not looking for special treatment, not looking for a popularity contest, just looking for the merit of uh, what the case is. You know, I senior in high school, I had a civics class and talked about government, justice, and what I took away from that class was that you're innocent until proven guilty.
0: That was forty years ago, but um, like that opportunity. Come on, guys, like, this is the guy you're dying on the hill for. Let it's me amazing. get this right. This is the guy that you're like, yeah, well, uh, everyone's stealing signs. Uh, we didn't do anything different. Like, you know, what's the problem? Come on, dude. Like, just be a little bit objective about it. Like, at least, like I understand it, Michigan fan. At least be like. Okay, maybe something happened, but that doesn't change the fact we we'll won the national championship. We're better than you, and we're not talking about this until something in the public eye comes out. At least that I could respect. But the idea that and again, not not trying to come after you personally, Eric, but the idea that you're rolling out, hey, it's been five months, months and nothing's, and nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. That's 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 one of the worst arguments I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um Let's see. Troy v. NCAA will go light on them because Michigan will go to the SEC or independent if they don't. Right. I mean,
0: you sure, know. dude. Yeah, man. You wow. Know. Dude. There's all kinds of ideas.
1: Jack. Oh, the glacial snail coated in molasses, known as the NCAA, is not acting yet. Right,
0: right. That's what I'm saying, dude.
1: Uh Salomini says Michigan offered Harbaugh an extension, but yeah, they admitted it or something. So you're you're saying that they he's innocent and they're innocent because Michigan wanted the coach that's going to get hammered by the NCAA, who, again, I would remind you, the Committee on Infractions, who never talks publicly, came out and said, this is a, a joke, we're not accepting this, we're going to announce punishment in the summer for the COVID period. <laughs> so you think they think I mean, it, it's it's this kind of logic that that you're amazing. Okay, is a hell of a drug. It's always so good to see you. Robert Fowler, Wasikowski, thanks for proving my point. Capazo, uh, typical criminal uh, mentality. What did we do wrong? In our minds, we did nothing wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, ask everybody you're not wrong. Ask everybody in here. They're all innocent, It's the bro. dude
1: hopping over the bench to get the judge. Yeah, dude. Well, I haven't done anything lately. I mean, yeah, I murdered people and- I smoke a ton of crack but give me a chance. She was like, "Nah, dude." And he was yeah, like, "I'm not talking about that." Yeah. You know. Uh Mike Smith, more Michigan Homer trolls uh earning black block status. Well, there is that. Wasikowski. why did Detroit sign another tight end today? Yeah. They've had some issues. And LaPorta looks good. Uh, it'll be interesting to see because they they cuz you have to to you need multiple tight ends. And Laporta, it's very clearly not 100%, but who is? But he had himself a nice little game. He did. And yeah. he looks better running. I yeah. mean,
0: we'll we'll see.
1: Um, Mickey Quintana, hey. I'm a diehard USC fan, but the NCAA is making it personal against Michigan like it did against USC um, in the mid-2000s. And we know how that turned out. It basically Dude, killed USC's run of absolutely. titles.
0: Absolutely.
1: I think that's spot on. And,
0: and again, while you were taking your call, I made the point. Hey, dude, how long did it take SC to get back? It took you a decade at a minimum. You're bro. not back yet. Like uh, Agreed. You're not fully back yet because, again, what is fully back for SC? Uh, I mean, Michigan, another natty because you won a natty while you were doing what you were doing. So Oof. USC is not back. That's correct. Michigan, yeah. I, I I don't know if it'll be 10 years, but it's going to be a while, man, and, and and I'm just telling you now. Michigan is uh, uh, the coup de grace of the Big Ten. And now that's not going to be the case with all these new teams coming in. And if you think that Lincoln Riley is not paying attention to this situation saying, hey, now we just got to beat Ryan Day because we know we've got Michigan in the bag and Penn Ooh. State's not a problem, right? Like, that's, that's what you're looking at. And it's a totally different landscape in the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, let's reset uh, the breaking news today on Jim Harbaugh and the University of Michigan. Uh, presented by our good friends at Prize Pick, PrizePicks uh, uh, always presents our breaking news. Uh, download the app, Prize Picks. Use the promo code Monty uh, to get a hundred percent deposit matching up to a hundred dollars. I got crushed last night on Prize Picks, but I did it willingly and happily because Kevin Durant was an absolute <laughs> stud, Bro, a stud that game last winner, night, though, dude. Um, Prize Picks is awesome. Daily fantasy you can play for weeks on ten bucks. Uh, Download the app, make a deposit, use a promo code, Monty, they'll match any deposit you make up to $100. Uh, The breaking news today, Jim Harbaugh in Michigan uh, in more NCAA trouble related to sign stealer guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we've told you that it doesn't matter if Jim Harbaugh knew um, because you are in a situation now where the NCAA is going to punish Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, whether he knew or not. Um, and it is this NCAA coaches' responsibility provision that I've talked so much about uh, over the last six, eight months, that it no longer matters if Jim Harbaugh knew. The NCAA uh, is saying that Jim Harbaugh is responsible because it's a lack yes. of institutional control. And under the uh, coach's responsibility uh, ability provision, which was strengthened uh, a year ago, just about I believe it was January first of 2023, um, it's a level one violation um, in the sign stealing scandal. If any of his staff members, I don't know, like Connor Stallions, were found to be involved or found guilty of those violations, um. and by his termination and the the written testimony from Michigan. Um, they very clearly believe that to be the case that Connor Stallions was behind this. It's just such an impossible situation for the University of of, of Michigan. It, it it's impossible. Brutal. It it really is. It's bad. Um, Salomini says, You guys have never heard neither confirm nor deny before. What are you talking about? It's yeah. Anyway, Woodworth, uh, no gumby, that's your mom. Boom goes to dynamite. Ann Arbor. You, and our bur and that's your, I don't recall exactly. Jim, did you know about the sign stealing investigate or the sign stealing, stealing? I don't recall. Did you craft a budget? I don't recall exactly. How many times? I've you never taken that? steroids. To uh, to Papa said Jim didn't inhale. I did not inhale. I want you to listen to me. I did not inhale. I'm going inhale. to say this again. You know, it's wild. Uh, OG Gary, wait. Are we going to have another bad take Friday, but on Tuesday? Apparently.
0: Yeah, dude. Apparently. Apparently. I, I, I can't,
1: you know. Yeah. Next comment. Yeah. Uh, Becky Douglas. So since when does the NCAA act fast? Have patience, Grasshopper. Yeah. Kowski, <laughs> <that's>...
0: <laughs> yeah, bro. That's, uh...
1: that's worse than what is Chicago sports done that Detroit hasn't.
0: Uh, you know, Asshole. Stanley Cups and World Series and stuff. You know, just a little bit.
1: I love your passion, dude. I do. I'm glad you're here every day. Coach on staff appears on another team's sideline. Quote unquote, nothing
0: happened. Yeah. Do we still have uh, the Jim McElwain? I think we still have it. Do, do we? Like, listen to this guy. I'm pretty sure we still have it.
1: Do we have here? Here it is. You now, before we go any farther,
0: um, we've obviously are aware of a uh, picture floating around so with the the uh, the sign-stealer guy. Um, you know, or people are doing everything they can to
1: get to the bottom of it. Um, We're unaware, totally unaware of it. I Certainly don't condone it uh, in any way, shape or form. And uh, you know, I do know that his name was on none of the passes that were let out. Um, Now we just keep tracing it back and tracing it back and try to figure it out. But it's in good hands with our people. Um, And again, you know, there, there's there's no place in football for that. <laughs> I mean, except on our yeah, sidelines. bro. Sign stealer guy.
0: What's up, bro. Did you just say his name wasn't on any of the passes, yet he was still on the sideline, which means one of your people, if not you, with all due respect, Gave Buddy a free pass? (laughs) I mean, did you, like, bro, come on. Nah, that's not Connor. Come on, Connor. No. Like, come on. Let's not live in fantasy land here, bro. Jim McElwain, that's amazing. What's up, big bro? Sign stealer guy. Come on now.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, He's literally on the sideline.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, what are we doing?
1: Dustin, we had the Jake show for a little bit. Well, hey, man, when certain people call you, you answer the phone. Uh, Sean Rollins, his lawyer, will take care of this. We'll see.
0: We'll see.
1: Doc Rob wants to know Did you order the code red, Jim? You're goddamn right. I did. (laughs) I'm going back to my base. Uh, Mike Smith, taco glizzy. No, no, we are not playing your stupid glizzy game. No, I guess not. We did not. Uh, Jake did a great job handling the show by himself. Hi, this is James. Welcome back. Yay. Bodix is playing well. It I, is championship week. Yay. yay. I, you know, uh, Tanner Plumer, the older I get, the more I think lawyers are unintentionally sleazy. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Is, l- let me ask you this Is Jim Harbaugh, is Jim Harbaugh the right guy for the San Diego? We cheated the fine citizens of San Diego. And and move to Los Angeles to play in a soccer stadium, the Chargers. <laughs> um, is um, Jim Harbaugh the right coach for the LA Chargers?
0: The answer lies within how much garbage you're willing to take out of this guy when he moves on. I, I, it's just that simple. Like nobody doubts he can develop a quarterback. Nobody doubts that this guy can put together a good offense and and contend at a high level, both at the college level and in the NFL. That's not in question. NFC championships, Super Bowl appearance, like we've seen it all. We I get it. But are we, yet again, five years from now, after he gets hired before the week's over, are we going to sit here and be surprised on the show when the Chargers lost Justin Herbert, they, they are in a worse spot than they were before he got here, uh, and now they're once again still renting space from the Rams? Like, are we going to be surprised? I'm not going to be surprised because Jim, this is who Jim has been, man, and I keep saying it, people keep calling me stupid, but I'm just telling you, this well, is this dude's track record, I mean, bro. St- well, yeah, I know, but that's not really the yeah, point, dude. That's not the. That's yeah. not you know. Um,
1: You're not very. Um,
0: um, I do think that
1: Jim is a good fit for the Chargers, and we can sit here and we can talk about sign Steeler guy or. There are few better developers of quarterbacks in this game than Jim Harbaugh, and I can tell you from firsthand experience covering Jim in San Francisco. I mean, Colin Kaepernick grew leaps and bounds, and Alex Smith was a better quarterback because Jim Harbaugh was there. Now, did it end well? It did not. Jim Harbaugh couldn't win the Super Bowl because his quarterback couldn't make a throw. And I think that is some of the unfinished business that we're seeing with Jim Harbaugh and the Los Angeles Chargers. But I can tell you what our sources have told us is that Jim Harbaugh largely now Um, has the framework of an agreement to become the head coach of the San Diego Chargers. And it's simply a matter now of figuring out, Hey, how are we going to structure his staff? Because one of the things that Jim Harbaugh has told the Los Angeles Chargers is he wants complete control of the offense, meaning schematics and roster as well as his staff, um, which I think the Chargers are willing to give him. The biggest question I think is the salary range because Some new reporting today uh, from sources tell me that Jim Harbaugh agreed on a range of salaries um, because we had told you Don Yee was not sending Jim Harbaugh on in-person interviews unless the financial framework of a contract was agreed to, which I am told, again, it was agreed to with the Chargers, but it was in a range. Jim Harbaugh wants $12 million a year uh, to be the head coach of the Chargers. I don't think they're going to give him that. I believe they want to pay him eight. And it's going to be a matter of where does that final number fall. But I think the Chargers are very close to um, hiring a general manager. I think they have an agreement in principle with some details to be worked out with Jim Harbaugh. And I think this is going to move very quickly. I believe tomorrow, certainly by the end of the week, here we are on a Tuesday, I think certainly by the end of the week, Jim Harbaugh will be the head coach of the San Diego Diego, Wales Vagina. We hate you Spanos family (laughs) Chargers who play in Los Angeles at the Rams house. Um, I think this is going to move very quickly. But one other detail that I think is very fascinating in all of this is that Pete Carroll, uh, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, has been working behind the scenes to make himself a candidate for the Chargers job. And I just don't think he moves the needle in Los Angeles. They want a guy that can get the most out of Justin Herbert. And I think finally, finally, we're seeing a situation where the Spanos has made some very tough choices this offseason. Tom Telesco is a hell of a general manager, as evidenced by him getting the Raider job today. He And remember who Telesco was. He's not some old avant-garde guy. He's 51 years old. He's very young. He was aggressive. And he built a hell of a defensive roster for his defensive head coach. And it failed miserably. So now you are going to see Jim Harbaugh flip the script in Los Angeles for the Chargers. You are going to see him build one hell of an offensive line. And you are going to see him develop the hell out of Justin Herbert. And I think the Chargers win in very quick fashion because they have talent. It's simply a matter of bolstering both of those lines, Jake. I think he's a great fit for the Chargers.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think you know if we even keep it simpler than that, like, and I agree with all that. Pete Carroll's too old to be coaching Justin Herbert, in my opinion. I I think that Pete's age is absolutely a factor. If I was looking at him or Jim Harbaugh, uh, Jim is someone who who obviously is not a, a spring chicken, but obviously isn't an old man. He's a middle-aged football coach that has a proven track record of performance. Uh, albeit the scandal, set that aside for the Chargers purposes, proven track record of performance, and can come in and say to Justin Herbert, Hey, I know how to take you from here to that next level. And this is our game plan. This is what I need you to get better at. This is how I'm gonna make the team better. And could Pete do that? Sure, maybe. But I I I don't see Pete Carroll coming in and saying to Justin Herb- Herbert, hey man. I can develop the hell out of a quarterback even though I've never really done that. And, yeah, sure, Russell Wilson. But I think Russell Wilson largely was a stud, you know, coming in. He was one of those guys that was pretty much automatic. And, yeah, he got better over the years. But it wasn't like this leaps and bounds thing. Justin Herbert needs a playoff win, and he needs it in short order to feel good about it. And I agree. I think the expectation if Jim gets this job, which I would expect him to, would be a playoff appearance at a minimum, and don't be surprised if they win a game. I would not be surprised by that even a little bit. yeah,
1: and I just don't think that you can you can hire Pete Carroll at his, and again, it, it generally, I think I think fit and energy are much more important than the age. But Pete Carroll, I don't believe that Pete Carroll any longer relates to the incoming NFL player. And nowadays, that's who who you're seeing, whether it is Houston, I look at some of the youth in Detroit. Um, I certainly look at the guy like Brock Purdy in, in Sam Frog's Disco. Mm-hmm. I look at some of the young talent and, and guys like you know Patrick Queen. And you, you look at Lamar Jackson. Does Pete Carroll relate to Lamar Jackson? He does not. And I think when you look at the NFL, this is turning more and more and more into a player's league. And if we learn anything from Adrian Griffin getting fired by the Milwaukee Bucks yeah. in less than a season today, the players matter. And I think if you look at Los Angeles, that roster is centered around one bro and his name is Sex Machine, Justin Herbert. And what he wants, he gets. And I think if you're the Spanos family, you certainly, I am told, have had multiple conversations with Justin Herbert about his ability and desire to work with a guy like Jim Harbaugh. And I'm also told that Jim Harbaugh has spoken to Justin Herbert. So I I think that it is very clear that this is a systematic move And I think the Spanos family has erred on the side of of caution here. They have not rushed into it. They have not blown through process. They have gotten everybody that's important in the organization, ownership, the players, the candidates. I don't think there's any question everybody is in lockstep that Jim Harbaugh is going to be the next head coach of that team. It's simply a matter of what you get done uh, on the contract side because Jim is not going to come cheap. But I think also this news today – and I think Michigan is is probably behind the information, but when when we have strong strong sourcing saying that Michigan and Jim Harbaugh are no longer talking, that's a big flipping deal because that does not come out
0: accidentally. Yeah, Jim's too polarizing in in the college ranks for that to just be a I, I thing. I think
1: the relationship with Jim Harbaugh and Michigan um, has lo- has fallen apart. I think it is a a huge. I think it is a huge slap in the face yeah. to Michigan what Jim Harbaugh is doing.
0: Totally agree by
1: leaving that program the way it is. I just think it's a huge slap in the face. Yeah. Um, Pete Carroll is a defensive coach. Christopher Shannon says certainly he is. Uh, Connor Pi firm. Connor's Pi firm. LOL. Uh, Michigan is seeking <laughs> NIL. Could be, could be. Jim Choi, age is just a number. Nah, not anymore.
0: Yeah, it's, Jim Harbaugh does that. not
1: play young. Jimmy Pete does Carroll. not, or excuse me, Pete Carroll does not skew young. Jim Harbaugh does. Yeah. I mean, it's, it really is that simple. Uh, Gumby fresh out. Pete Carroll was too old in 2004. He was a phenomenal coach at FC. Yes, the first was. five years in Seattle, he was a phenomenal coach. You know, uh, chargers were paying Sealy 4 million per year. Those Spanish trust fund kids are going to pay over 11 million per year to get Harbaugh. Really? I think that's the question. But if you're Jim Harbaugh, you're going to ask for 12 million yes. a year because you just won the national championship. You've got the hammer, dude. And again, this is a guy with no shame. He's not going to be like, well, you know, look at all these violations I've committed. Maybe I should ask for 11.5 instead of By the of way, do the
0: Spanos even give a damn about that? No. I mean, come on, dude. I don't think so. You know, like, I really
1: don't on. think so. You know, it is, I think it is, it is very interesting I think it is very, very interesting that a guy like Jim Harbaugh just leaves Michigan high and dry, man. it is it is it's disappointing. let's not let's not pull any punches. It is incredibly disappointing that Jim Harbaugh is going to bail at this moment in time after year after year after year, after year of Michigan supporting him, allowing him to do NFL searches. like i I think it is it He's is out remarkable for him. He is, and he always has been. Yeah. That's who he is. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's a disappointing. Elizabeth MC. Jim first showed his cheating ways to me when he refused to play the Ohio State University during the COVID year because he knew he would lose and get fired. It's the not coronavirus. The, it's not the first time I've heard that. And I... Yeah. You really don't want to believe that. But, I, I mean, until this whole thing happened, he had never beaten... Ohio State Mm -hmm. and really he hadn't won big games at Michigan as well uh Mickey Quintana I love it when the Raiders play the Chargers in LA it's uh up basically a home game for the Raiders it is indeed I miss the LA Raiders I miss I miss Tom Flores and Al Davis and Marcus Allen and Willie Galt and Marcus Allen being banned from playing for the Raiders and I miss the LA Raiders I miss Ice Cube and the in the starter jacket, and you know, Christopher Shannon, Justin Hey at worst should be like Josh Allen, making the playoffs annually, but not getting to the Super Bowl because your team isn't good enough. Thanks. There is a lot of talk about Josh Allen lately, and I think this conversation about Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Jake, who do you have Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen?
0: Well, of course you got to take Patty. I mean, there's this, mean, how is this I, even a discussion? I, you know, I, I don't know how you've got people at NFL network or just pundits in general taking Josh over Patrick Mahomes. Uh, look, I'm not denying that Josh has an absolute gun. I mean, dude's got a cannon, but, but winning matters. And I'm again, it's not all on Josh and I am a defender of Josh on some level. Hey, you can't help that Stephon Diggs can't catch a cold. Apparently, I get it.
1: How did he drop that pass?
0: Right, like, like you're supposed to be an elite wide receiver and you can't catch a bomb like that. That's unacceptable. How That's not on Josh Allen. Like, okay, great, dude. but ultimately, holy cow. Ultimately, I, I I look at this and I say, okay, one year is a one-off, right? This is five years now, dude. This is this is a track record of failing against Patrick Mahomes. And so to me, the only question that remains mm-hmm. is not if if Josh is better than Patty. Is he as talented? Sure. But he's not better than him. He hasn't executed at a high enough level. He hasn't won enough games. So is it is it McDermott? Is it Josh Allen? Is it the wide receiver room? I don't know. But what I do know is that organization needs a change of some kind. And they need someone to step in and and do a job and get you over the hump yeah. it's that simple
1: yep uh as you uh debate in your head uh patrick mahomes versus josh allen make sure you hit the like button uh here on youtube we've had over thirty seven hundred views today and only 115 likes please hit the like button um i think i look at one thing very clearly at a quarterback and i i think every big time quarterback in the nfl has an arm i mean there's just no doubt about that whether it's herbert or Josh Allen or Mahomes or Lamar or whatever quarterback you want to point to. But it's leadership in the moment. And I think the thing that is so remarkable is that Josh Allen, was it his fault that they lost that game? No. I think there are misconceptions in this league that that field goal would have won Buffalo the game. It would have only tied it, and you still had a minute and 40 seconds to go. Is it Josh Allen's fault they lost the game? No. But is he the starting quarterback, and did did they win the game? He is, and they didn't. So the buck stops at the quarterback on nine games out of ten. The issue is Patrick Mahomes wins games. How many times is this dude going to go to an AFC championship game? Well, apparently it's every year. <laughs> and you, you consider, and we could talk about talent. Yes, he has Jason Kelsey, but Travis Kelsey, rather. But who else does he really have that is an established weapon – like a Stefan Diggs. And then as an established weapon, you get one of the most incredible throws that I think we have ever seen. And your unbelievable weapon doesn't catch it. And that to me is remarkable that Stefan Diggs dropped that ball. And it it, it is this slander of NFL quarterbacks that we love to do so much. And the thing that drives me nuts is I look at Brock Purdy in San Francisco. Why is he not being praised at the same level that a guy like a Josh Allen is being praised? Why are we praising a C.J. Stroud, but yet somehow Brock Purdy's just not good enough. He's a system quarterback. Why do we do that? I've never understood it. And, And I go back to Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. There is no comparison. Patrick Mahomes is a far better and more accomplished quarterback than Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I love the comparison. Uh, that so many people have made lately, which is Josh Allen has got to pull that monkey off his back, a la Steve Young, because until, until you do it and until you win that game like Steve Young finally did, you're not going anywhere, and your legacy is going to be deeply impacted until you figure out a way, Josh Allen, to win that game like Steve Young did, and I believe that Josh Allen is a very good quarterback. I believe that he can win games. What I do also believe is, and what I know is, he can't win a game yet. And so I guess the question, Jake, is how passionately do you believe in Josh Allen?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those situations where Josh is, Josh is simply just someone who, you know, again, is massively talented. The guy is, is, like, I'm watching this game, and dude bombs it like 70 yards down the field. Diggs is right here can't catch the football. And so, yeah, do I believe in Josh's ability? Yes. Yes. I believe in dude's ability, believe in his talent, believe in his leadership, believe in, 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 in what he brings as a quarterback. But what I don't believe in is Sean McDermott. I don't believe in Stefan Diggs. I no, I do not. I, I, the guy is, is not showing up. I'm getting way too much. Uh, Hey, you should get a max or you should leave or, you know, you should change your circumstance. Like that's not good enough anymore move on from digs, bring, bring in a new head coach. And and that's the other thing I look at, dude, you've got head coaches out here that could take this job. That's right. Like you've got guys who, who, who maybe don't have all the losses in the playoffs that Sean McDermott has, That's right. but are more than capable of leading this football team and saying, Hey, look, we've got a stud at quarterback clearly. And and I want to say this too, because I hate people questioning this. Josh Allen's a franchise guy. Okay, can we? Can no we, doubt about it. Yeah. Can no we, doubt about like, it. Like he's a franchise level quarterback. That said, that said, they need to get over the hump as an organization. So, so when we did, man, it must have been six, eight weeks ago now, whenever it was, like when all the 9 11 stuff came out with McDermott and that was kind of their scandal that they handled. For me, I was like, I'm over it. I'm done. Not even just from the scandal standpoint, but like not winning, we have scandal. Like, what are we doing? It's not good enough anymore. If I'm the Bills,
1: totally agree. Uh, As we talk about uh, Jim Harbaugh of the Chargers, let's get some of your thoughts in here, Uh, Jim Choi. In today's football, nine year old nine years with one team is an eternity. Oh my god! Yeah,
0: it is. It is. It really is. But I think it speaks volumes to what they're doing in Kansas City. I think again, what we what we're seeing with Bill Belichick and his process. It speaks volumes. Like I think about this Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes conversation. You guys understand that Patty's only lost to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Like, do you guys get that? Like, that's how good this guy is, dude. Patrick Mahomes is literally that freaking good. And so, so when I look at this comparison, it's not even a question that, that, that Patrick Mahomes is better. The question is not Patty or, or Josh. The question is the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills. And unfortunately, it's been way slated towards the Kansas City Chiefs because the Buffalo Bills are way too loyal to a guy that gets him into the postseason and loses over and over and over again. And by the way, just need to roll this out there too, Patrick Mahomes has had to deal with guys like, what was it, D4 jumping off sides and, and costing them a game. Do y'all remember that? Do y'all remember that that Patty could have won more had it not been for the defense, you know, fumbling, if you will. See what I did there? So that's why I say, like, this is not a Patty versus Josh Allen. This is not a, you know, Diggs versus, apparently, Kadarius Tony. That's not the conversation. The conversation is franchises in the league either do a bunch of winning or don't, i.e. Cincinnati. Where's Cincinnati at? No one's talking about them. Oh, Joe Burrow got hurt last season. Okay, fine, lost season, fine. I'm down with it. That's cool. But what's the reality of their situation when I look at these three? Cincinnati's an organization that rode the wave, were the Cinderella of the league, then they got established, and now they haven't done much winning because their boy got hurt. So, again, Patrick Mahomes is on another level, and it shouldn't be some disrespectful-ass thing to say that Josh Allen is not as good. I agree. Roger Dodger, a Michigan fan seems to smoke a lot of crack. Well, I could have told you
1: that, dude. Crack. Okay, it's a hell of a drug. Out of touch with reality completely, and I get it. It's what we do as sports fans now. We are, we are just – it's what we do in this country now. And I I go back to what we talked about so much during the the Harbaugh scandal. Oh, everybody's doing it. Why can't we? Everybody is outraged. The rules. I don't like that rule. So we're not going to apply it to ourselves. Sue them. Let's go to the Supreme Court, right? Like, that's what we do in this country. (laughs) If we don't like a rule, we simply don't follow it.
0: Bro, the neighborhood judge isn't good enough anymore. Screw him. (laughs) We're going to the mountaintop, bro. That's what it is. You look at the Pac-12 meltdown. You look at...
1: You look at all of these meltdowns, and it's, well, we don't like the rule. Let's go to the Supreme Court. Uh, In all of it, Jim Harbaugh, I'm totally innocent. Yeah, then why didn't they fight for you? You know
0: know what I have to give Michigan credit for, too? It's that, but it's 2.0. We don't like the rule. Let's go to court. Let's get piped. Let's not go to court. Let's get piped. Is that not what happened? It is oh, what happened. Oh, you That's stepped exactly out because you got piped by the mountain of evidence. They dropped on your head. Yeah, That's I agree. That's what we
1: do. Jim Choi, Mickey Lakers won one uh, in virus season. Okay, bus our trust fund kids. Well, Jeannie hasn't done a great job, if we're being honest. We asked Sikowski in Plymouth-Canton. Uh, how much tuning does Herbert really need? Oh, I think he needs a lot. I think... I think one of the things that Justin Herbert struggles with is third level. I think that he locks on a lot of times to his first two reads, and because that offensive line has been so bad, you see it happening. He looks one way. He'll look to his second read, and a lot of times he's going to throw that ball whether it's there or not. That or because he's taken so many hits now, he is throwing a lot of balls out of bounds. And one of the things you see with him that if you go back and watch tape on him, his deep ball. Now, a lot of times is suffering because he is, he, while he is throwing to a spot, he's looking at that rush and that ball is out of bounds. Now, a lot of times or so it's back to the middle, he, he is a guy that one, I would love to see him be much more on his front foot. Um, I, I do not believe in this day and age of the NFL, that you can be a step and throw guy. You've got to always be on that front foot and have the release. And I think he's gotten out of his mechanics a little bit. I think his understanding um, of of development in offense. I also think if he had better route trees and better combinations, more thoughtful schematics on the offensive side of the ball, I think he would be a far better quarterback. I think if you had better better play calling with... It, it, imagine, it, imagine if Austin Eckler was not your running back. Imagine if Gibbs or any of your top... Top running backs in this league right now. Pacheco. A a faster guy who can run through the A gap consistently. Mm -hmm. Because one of the big complaints about Eckler is he bounces the ball a lot. You in this league, especially in the AFC, and I think we see it with Pacheco. I think we see with a lot of guys. Aaron Jones in Green Bay is a great example of this. You got to run to the gap where it is. And if that gap's not there, okay, take a side. So Blake Corm at Michigan does this lovely. His sidestep, his power hop is remarkable. You don't get that with the Chargers' offense. Yeah, the they, jump
0: pro- cut is prolific.
1: They don't run inside. Yeah, and in this league, you have to run inside. Yeah, because you have to be able to convert. And if you are, if you are teams like the Philadelphia Eagles that are on the 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 tush push, and you guys, I'm telling you, there is a lot of development that will happen naturally if they have a better system, a a a better I'm not going to say game plan, but if you have a better vision for what that offense is.
0: Bro, it needs to be an offensive culture. Like, it can't be yes. a defensive culture with, and, with a gunslinger quarterback.
1: And I wonder, is Kellen Moore, does Kellen Moore need to go back and be a, a quarterback coach? Does he, he Kellen Moore's offenses, Mike McCarthy ran circles around Kellen Moore. Now, listen, Mike McCarthy is one of the greatest offensive minds I think we've ever seen in this league. But Kellen Moore certainly has regressed. Now, I think he has terrible skill position players or a lack. I shouldn't say that. Let me be careful. In Los Angeles with the Chargers, you have a lack of skill positions. Mm-hmm. If we learned anything from Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua the guy
0: you, who didn't do anything.
1: You've got to have speed that can do a, a variety of things. Uh-huh. If I'm in Ross St. Brown is an example of this. If you look in Kansas City with your guy Pacheco or Rasheed Rice, um, I think if you look around the league with the best teams, you have multiple guys with speed that can do different things. That's what you don't have with the chargers. And I love Keenan Allen. He's a possession receiver. And I, I just, I think I look at that roster and I love Palmer outside a guy that you didn't even know existed until I started <laughs> kicking ass on but prize picks that, with isn't him.
0: Isn't that the point? Like, like you're not wrong, but all jokes aside, isn't that the point of the chargers issues? Like, we should know who Palmer is. Yes. We should know who these different dudes are that clearly are talented. Like that's the thing that the chargers have had a problem. I, again, Buffalo, you got a defensive head coach trying to, trying to play offense. Like that's not going to get it done anymore.
1: Yeah. I think there are too many. Like, then, again, I just look at Bobby slow. I look at Ben Johnson. I look at Callahan being hired in Tennessee. Like, mm-hmm. There's too many young offensive guys floating around this league to be dicking around with guys that are, with all due respect, Dan Quinn. In a situation where you don't have a quarterback. I'm asking again, why are you going to hire a defensive head coach in Washington when Bobby Slowick is a guy that you should be all over getting that deal done as soon as you Um, can? I don't know. When, as soon you as you don't know how to run an organization. As soon as Ben Johnson is available, he's on a plane. He's not going to a parade, right? Like as soon as he's available, and I I, I struggle with these plotting, methodical coaching searches for teams like the Atlanta Falcons. It should be a no brainer. What you need is a proven commodity. That's what you need. You need Vrabel or you need Belichick. Seattle, you need my, my You better hire Mike Vrabel in Seattle. Because that's fit. That's a perfect fit because Mike Vrabel handles the defense and allows his offensive guys to do their job.
0: And by the way, you're an organization that values a head coach who doesn't rock the boat. And yeah, Vrabel doesn't rock the boat. And yeah,
1: I, I I think my struggle with is that yes, to to your point, I think I think Justin Herbert needs work. He absolutely he's a fine quarterback.
0: I just don't think we value. And again, I can't believe I'm saying this because you know it's Jim, but. Or likely Jim, I should say. But, but offensive guys need offensive minds helping them. Like, like, think of of it this way like, think about Justin Herbert in the room with his quarterback coach and, you know, with the OC, let's say, looking at tape. Like, like, you're going to see the game uh, a, a, a more similar way if you're offensive minds. If you've got a defensive guy watching tape with a quarterback. Or if you've got a defensive guy as a head coach leaning on his OC, who's leaning on his quarterback coach, who's leaning on Justin to look at the game a different way than maybe Justin sees it, that's a problem, i.e. the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? Like, again, players matter. And to develop this guy, you need someone who's got the goods for developing quarterbacks, and Jim does have that.
1: And I go back to the greatness of Dan Campbell. Yeah. Dan Campbell is not an offensive guy and he's not a defensive guy, but he is the guy. And he he has a personnel department that delivers him Amon Ross St. Brown, that delivers him Jamison Williams and Josh Reynolds and Sam Laporta. And you have now granted this situation up front now is a, is a real question with Jackson and Ragnow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, listen, I, I, I am not breaking news, but, but Frank Ragnow is one of the finest offensive linemen in the entire NFL. And if he is not available this weekend, you're fucked. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I really don't know. Excuse my French. I, I don't know how you compensate for that loss.
0: Yeah, because that's obviously going to hurt your run game. It, be, it, it, it really is. the run game.
1: I, I am really disappointed that, you know, a guy like Dan Campbell is not going to have his full arsenal because you just have really important guys that are dinged up. Yeah, And San Francisco is well-rested and hell, we saw rusty, you know, but I, I think you look at the the rest of, of this lineup and you look at guys like Penny Sewell, I mean, his second level and run blocking and screen blocking. And I mean, he is today's modern offensive lineman, mm-hmm. right? And, and that doesn't even speak to, to guys like Hutchinson who they drafted and developed on their own. You know, you you look at what Aiden Hutchinson's become. You look at Benito Jones. You look at Alex Anzalone. He's not a guy that probably makes a whole lot of football teams early in his career, but he's a star with the Detroit Lions, making a difference. Right? I mean, it, it is now our our CJ or is Kirby Joseph a dirty player? Well, now it doesn't matter. Ask me in February, right? Ask me. If, you know, is is a lot of people say you know like is. How good is Brian branch? I don't care. Ask me in February. They're worried. He's worried about Brandon. Ayuk right now. Mm-hmm. They've got a, 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 they have got a group of guys that is good enough. I don't think they're good enough to beat the 49ers as we've talked about, but they're good enough. That's a really quality group of personnel there. Yeah. a, a really quality
0: group. Hundred
1: That's the difference between Detroit and the chargers. The chargers have this really good quarterback who once he gets under the helm of a really good quarterback guru, he's going to be elite. There's no question about that. He's already got the arm talent. He needs a little more. I think he needs a little more football, the mental prowess of a quarterback. I think he needs a few mechanical tweaks, but he's not far away. Mm -hmm. I look at Jared Goff. Jared Goff has done more than enough to be what you need in Detroit. You, you, you have to have a complete pie. That's why I keep going back to Detroit. Detroit's got just enough. The 49ers, again, I, I I ask why the Brock Purdy slurring. Why are we ripping Brock Purdy? I don't get that. They're in the NFC Championship game again. <clears throat> why, why, why is Brock Purdy not being talked about with Josh Allen? Why is Brock Purdy not being talked about with the likes of, of the other elite quarterbacks in this league.
0: Yeah, I think that the reason Brock gets hate is because of Kyle Shanahan. And I think everyone just simply says, literally, I think this is what happens. Hey, it's Kyle Shanahan. Dude is a prolific designer of offenses, and anybody and their mom could thrive in that offense. I'm not saying that, but I think that's what most people say about Brock Purdy. And, and I look at it, and I say, is he the leader that, that <laughs> like, does he display the type of leadership that Patty or Josh does? Well, probably not, but he doesn't need to. That's not how they're not his job on that it, team. Yeah. Like that's not their culture. That's not how it's set up. And I think, you know, because of that, he gets a lot of hate, but but I'm sitting here and I know, you know, you either love or hate Dan Orlovsky, but what you don't, what you can't dispute is the guy puts out film on these guys. And, and I'm sitting here watching, you know, uh, Brock Purdy's tape, and I'm like, dude, this guy's putting this ball in tiny-ass windows when he needs to do it, like in clutch Under pressure. Moments. Now, we're watching this game, and what'd you text me? Hey, is Brock have the goods here? I don't know, and I think that's what hurts him. You don't have a doubt if Josh can complete the throw. You're not. We're not wondering if Josh Allen has the cannon. We're wondering, is he going to throw it, and is it going to be a pick, or is he going to throw it, and is his wide receiver going to drop it? Like, that's the well, difference, I think.
1: And a, and a buddy of mine DMs me and, and makes a very good point. You're making your own point on Brock Purdy because he has weapons. Josh Allen does not. Now, okay, Gabe Davis is injured. I, I agree with that. But I'm telling you now, Josh Allen's got, in my opinion, enough talent to win that game. And around him, I mean, I, I th- it's a good argument. I mean, Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle are 2,000-yard wide receivers.
0: But let me put it this way. You're one injury away from not being a good team, right? Like, I agree, he's got a lot of talent, but what did that offense look like without Debo? Well, it looked like a way different offense. It looked completely different. This isn't, again, like, you can't have the scheme argument both ways, right? So, yeah, okay, scheme hurts him, but that hurts the total flow of the offense. That's what makes Patty and Josh different, right? That's what makes these guys who run more traditional offenses better because it's up to them to create. Now, he did a bunch of audibling. He put his guys in positions to have success, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. But he will not get the accolades and credit he deserves until they win a Super Bowl.
1: Yep, I agree. Hour number three of the Monty Show presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com, every financial problem or question you have, TridayTrading.com. Man, I've got a lot of credit card debt. TridayTrading.com. Man, I don't know if I am going to be able to pay my mortgage next month. TridayTrading.com. Student loan debt, TridayTrading.com. Tax debt, TridayTrading.com. The answer is simple, but everything that you want in this life is hiding behind the work you're unwilling to do. And right now I am telling you, go and do the work. Go and make the effort. Triday Trading makes it really simple for you. Get to trydaytradingcom slash Monty. Sign up for the 30-day, $10 trial membership. And you guys, you're going to see in the first 24 hours, you're going to have a meeting with a coach. You're going to start trading in simulators. Like They're going to get you up and running. And you're going to make a decision in 30 days. And I, I, it's going to be impossible for you to say no because you see the money that you should be making that could pay off your house early, that could buy you that Porsche you've always talked about. But you're not willing to take the step the easy little step to make a huge difference in your financial life at trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it. On the Monty Show, uh, if you're just tuning in today, a little breaking news. Uh, Jim Harbaugh and Michigan are in more NCAA trouble related to the sign stealing operation. As we reported uh, several weeks ago, now CBS has picked up on the story that uh, it's a level one violation for Jim Harbaugh if Connor Stallions is found guilty. This is a code ten It does not matter if Jim Harbaugh knew or if the athletic director knew about the sign-stealing operation. It was their job to know, and the NCAA put in a rule, as I told you three months ago, that essentially says it is the responsibility of the head coach and the athletic director to control what the coaches are doing. If Connor Stallions is found guilty of sign-stealing, and let me remind you, he was terminated by Michigan, and in a draft said, hey, Jim Harbaugh didn't know that Connor Stallions was executing this operation. Connor Stallions, when he is found guilty of sign stealing, they will add another level one violation against Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. It is just the hits continuing, and maybe it doesn't matter to Jim Harbaugh because Jim Harbaugh and the Los Angeles Chargers are close to an agreement Uh, Our sources have told us that largely the I's and T's are are being dotted and crossed. And it's simply a matter of timing and how much money they want to pay Jim Harbaugh. I have been told that they would love to pay Jim Harbaugh $8 million. Jim would be more around the $12 million range. But Jim Harbaugh, I am also told is no longer talking to Michigan about a contract and that his, his, I'm not going to say demand that feels strong, Uh, But his insistence on being essentially made harmless in NCAA violations, meaning they could not punish him with termination. They could not punish him financially. Uh, Michigan was unwilling to add that into his contract. And Jim Harbaugh essentially said, "Okay, well, I'm going to go to the Chargers then, which is exactly where Jim Harbaugh is. I am told they are going to meet with him in person tonight and tomorrow. And I would fully expect Jim Harbaugh to be the next head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers by the end of the week. Does that feel like the right move to you?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's the best fit for him. You know, guys like Rabel or Belichick or like, you know, anyone else, Pete Carroll, like it's not, those are not great fits. Like, you know, Jim, be damned, he is the best fit, dude. I mean, you know, all all the nonsense and, you know, luggage that he would bring Uh, he's the best fit, and and, and I I don't even hate saying it. I just think that it's, again, it's what I always say. If you're going to sign Jim Harbaugh, know the consequences. If you're going to do 100 on the freeway, be okay with the ticket you might get, right? Like, that's just what it is, and and I'm tired of people being surprised by this guy. Like, at some point, we need to say, okay, yeah, this guy's a proven performer, right? Like, I would expect, like, and I don't know what you think, I think it's a realistic expectation. Inside three years, we're in the AFC championship game. Is that not the expectation? Mm -hmm. I mean, is that not what you're bringing this dude in for?
1: I think it is. I think it absolutely is. Uh, Let's see. Let's get a couple more in here, because then we got to get to uh, Lakers and Jazz making trades. Uh, Drew Dozer, which I believe is properly pronounced, the Latin pronunciation is Drew does her. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Good to see you, Drew. Is it Lincoln Riley making 14 at uh, USC? No, he's making $10 million base, and he bonuses up uh, depending on how many wins and bowls and championships and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll admit uh, that I was wrong about Lamar Jackson. I did not think he was a good QB as he is. Lamar really can run and throw. Well, he's put a lot of work into throwing and getting a huge contract because of it, but I think we saw some vulnerabilities even against Houston. Um, you know, it is, it is very interesting, um, to see what he will be able to do and how he will be able to do that. Um, you know, I just, I find it very interesting. I I, like, do you believe that, that Lamar Jackson's a guy who can carry a club?
0: Yeah. I mean, he can definitely carry a club. I I think that, yeah, we saw some areas of uh, saying areas of concern might even be harsh, like just areas that he needs to get better at. You know, I think he needs to get better at throwing the football way in a more timely fashion. He needs to get better at, you know, identifying the, the check down, you know, like I feel like yeah. there's a lot of times where Lamar holds it. And then the check is not even there because you've held it so long because you're rolling uh, on a play where it wasn't designed for you to roll. And so then you want to throw it out at the last second. And I understand, you know, he's, he's a capable runner, uh, uh, a plus plus runner. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you should run constantly. Now on the flip side of that, when you say, "Hey, can he carry a club?" Yes, he can absolutely carry a club because there's a cheat code on fourth and one with ninety seconds left and the AFC championships on the line. Like, yeah, I, I that's think the thing.
1: I think it is one of those things where you look at, um, you know, the the like Todd Monk and the offensive coordinator of the Ravens, allowed to do his job. Mm-hmm. You have a guy in John Harbaugh that is is more. Uh, you know, more of a leader, a la Dan Campbell, but he's got really impressive guys around him, like Todd Monken, that have that have put a lot of have put a lot of time and effort and energy uh, into developing Lamar Jackson. And Todd Monken comes in in just one season and turns Lamar Jackson into probably the MVP, right? So I mean, this is a guy that you feel very good about. But again, he's a 35-year man. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that worked for what the Bucks, the Browns, like he's experienced. He knows how to develop a quarterback. And and I think, I think you have to do that. Uh, Cohen nickel, uh, is this all you're going to talk about? Well, I mean, obviously Um, Jim Harbaugh is a massive story. What would you like us to talk about? Well, we're about to get to, to the Lakers and the jazz making a trade, but you know, I mean, if you want us to focus on this. Uh, Katie Raider. what is shaking gang? Good to see you, Katie. Um, uh, James says if the Ravens can win, uh, with a great defense and Trent Dilfer is QB, they can win it all with this defense and Lamar as quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think Lamar is more than enough. The Nye guy. Hey, hey, how are you, bud? Lamar is a stud for sure. But this off season, he needs to feast daily on Steve McNair footage, dude. I want him more than anything to be a comfortable pocket passer for himself because if and and I I don't have any idea how Kansas City goes in there and wins I mean I would love to see it
0: well I think I think the the win is again the win is in the unknown of what Patrick Mahomes is capable of in the moment I, I mean you know again there's no real way on paper to say hey yeah, we can go in there and win a ball game. I mean, obviously they just showed you what they could do against Buffalo, but you know, the Ravens are obviously a very different beast. You know, I I more look at it as, hey, like yeah, we'll we'll make picks on this obviously as the weekend gets closer, but I think it's a dangerous proposition to look at this game just on paper. I mean, you're lo- you're looking at two of the best quarterbacks in the league who who can create plays that simply do not exist and are not available. By simply making defenders miss, by buying yes. more time, and yes. I think that's where I say, okay. And I haven't even looked at the lines yet, but but that's where I say, hey, yeah, sure. If the Ravens are favored by three, let's say, I don't, I, whatever it is, like I would. This is a pick 'em for me. I look at this and I say, dude, is Travis Kelsey going to pop off, or are they going to punish him? Is is you know is, is a guy like you know Rasheed Rice going to going to have that bomb down the field? Or, or yeah. is it going to be a thing where the Ravens' defense makes more plays? That's why I say it's such a difficult game to pick. But I'm not going to sit here and say that it's unwinnable. I just think it's it's it's, well, it's a not unwinnable. Climb, dude. I, I, yeah,
1: I don't think it's unwinnable. I just think, my God, I
0: think, and, and I also say, I think you're going to have to turn Lamar over to win that game, though. Like, Absolutely, uh, you know, you're not going to win that game by just simply playing perfect. Football.
1: You need him to. You need to apply pressure to him mentally. And hey, listen. Spagnolo is a very good defensive coordinator in Kansas City. And I mean, that that defense is immensely talented. I mean, I, I just don't know. Lamar is so tough to to scheme. And if they can if they can disguise him a little bit and make him run right, make him roll to the right. He is notoriously Roll to the right and throw left. He's notorious it. for it. Teddy Wayman, what's up? Hope the slang of Draper Coogs is going well. Good to see you, Jeremiah Champion. Good to see you, Christopher Shannon. All hail the Tile King. Teddy Wayman, the Tile King. Of Utah. <laughs> Mike Smith, the Cougar King of Utah. See, Teddy, your reputation precedes you. Teddy says, good to be here, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Uh Jason Richie. Hey, Monty, do you guys think that the NCAA could Impose a death penalty on Michigan if the evidence is very overwhelming and damning. There's no such thing as a death penalty. Uh, death penalty is essentially we're going to take 30 scholarships. We're not going to let you recruit. And we are going to limit your ability to hire and fire coaches. That's today's death penalty. Um, they can make your existence very difficult. Bull bans, postseason TV, uh, in-season TV they're going to make it very difficult for you to exist as a program for probably two to three years. And I think we saw that Arizona State. We certainly saw it at USC. But I think this is one of the most egregious cases in the history of the NCAA.
0: And honestly, I think the quote-unquote death penalty is probably not going to be able to shake a stick to what they got coming from Michigan because I agree they're making it personal.
1: I I think that's exactly right. All the all the boys are here. Greg Hawkins is in. Jimmy Ottson is in. LFG is in. Let's go. Joseph Carruthers is in. Good to see you. Just in time to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers, the Chicago Bulls. Now, <clears throat> talking like, about Demar Derozan, just like we,
0: you know, we've discussed. Just like we started the show, yeah, uh, we would never say we told you so, right? I mean, that's like our like we're bigger than that. Stay we always take the high road. <clears throat> I would we never told you so. Here, boys, never. Come on, me. never tell you that, Come on. Uh So, okay. Lakers are are chasing
1: Demar Derozan, and what did I tell you about Dejounte Murray? The Lakers have cooled on Dejounte Murray, and a lot of it is related to his inability to be a good teammate. Um, and culture, I think that we've seen over the last two seasons with AD and LeBron, when they have had a lack of culture, they have had a lack of success. Yep. And so I think there is some volatility right there, but I think the Lakers are hot on the market and our sources confirmed to us today that the Lakers and the Jazz have indeed had serious talks around Colin Sexton. Um, and I, I think that it was described to me today that the Lakers and the Jazz have momentum towards getting a deal done. Now, the question is, what is the price tag on Colin Sexton? I don't think there's any doubt Danny would like a first-round pick for Colin Sexton. It It is a rejuvenating season. I don't think there's any doubt about that for Colin Sexton. He came into this year, as we talked about, wanting to prove a point. And I think that he has done that. Now, the issue is that you've lost two in a row here, and you've got to turn it around Tonight in New Orleans, which is is going to be tough. But if you look at Colin Sexton as a player, and I will sit here and fight people on it, I think he has been their best player over the last six weeks. Is he their best player? No, that's Laurie Markkinen. I think that they that they know what they have in a trade ship Uh, on Colin Sexton. When you look at the 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 numbers across the board, um, I mean, he's having. A, a renaissance of a season. I think he is far more capable of competing physically this year than he was at any point last year. I think the fact that he is, is shooting many more threes a game two like, in fact, I think it's two and a half more a game and shooting 37%. That's a, that's a tip of the cap. The fact that he's a 48% uh, field goal shooter, like he's having a hell of a season. The question is, what is the price tag for him? It is not a first-round pick. I think Danny's going to ask for that. I think the Lakers are going to say no to that. I also don't think, and and I could be wrong. I do not believe that Colin Sexton is a guy that gets you uh, Austin Reeves. I think that that would be a very difficult trade for the 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 Lakers to make. Now, does that mean that you can't you can't ask for Austin Reeves? Sure, you can. I think that you are far more likely to try and make a deal work. And the Lakers would like you to offload D'Angelo Russell from them. And I think if you're the, if you're the jazz, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Statistically speaking, Colin Sexton and D'Angelo Russell are very similar players. It's simply that Colin Sexton is more of a, uh, an energizer than D'Angelo Russell is. And D'Lo's been an awkward fit for the Lakers, but I don't know what that deal ultimately at the end of the day looks like. How many players are in that deal? Are the Lakers looking to take on THT's deal or are the Lakers looking to take Kelly Olynyk? I don't know. I think if the, if the Jazz can get a deal done with the Knicks on Colin Sexton, uh, or excuse me, on Jordan Clarkson, because I think that's a deal that also has some momentum behind it, I think it, it is likely your priority not to let Jordan Clarkson walk away for nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you can. And I think, you know, again, when you're talking about the path of this rebuild, like these are the trades that, you know, will set you on a, on a true path or set you awry. And, you know, I don't know, like D would, I think would be a decent fit on this team. I, you know, I think that he's the extra scoring piece that this team desperately needs. But ultimately, um, you know, yeah, if you're the Jazz, yeah, you're you're gonna move Sexton. But the Clarkson situation continues to be a conundrum. You've kept him way too long and and there's no getting away from it. And 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 ultimately when you move him for a second rounder as part of a bigger deal, you're gonna look back and you're gonna say, Yeah, probably should have moved him two seasons ago. Probably you know, probably should have moved them that same year where Donnie and Rudy Johnny. got moved. Like, you probably should have done that. And that's the hard part. Like, I, you know, I understand that as an organization, like when you go through a rebrand and now you're rebuilding, there's a lot of re-happening, rebrands, rebuilds, redevelopment. Like, and then you lose David Fisdale. Like, there's been a lot of change in this organization, and I get it. But winning cures all. So what are we dragging our feet for?
1: Yeah, I think if you if you are to add Sexton and Linux and you make a deal uh on a guy like D'Angelo Russell and let's say you throw in a Gabe Vincent to make a number work, are the Lakers willing to do that? I don't know. Uh I I think if you are the if you are the Lakers, there's no doubt that you are one of the most aggressive teams in the trade market right now. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um because I think they know they're also not good enough. And I think the Lakers want one thing and one thing only, and that's to win a championship right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like that that to me, um, that to me is what matters. And I think if you're the Lakers, you also don't want to damage your long term salary cap situation here either. Um, And by making a deal that involves involves the i I think that's very interesting., uh, I am curious, I don't know what, um, I don't know what they are what they are committed to long-term on, I think Colin's got, I want to say he's got two more years left. He does. Um, Colin Sexton's got two more years. It's it's wild to me that he's making more money than Laurie Markkinen. (laughs) <laughs> like just every time I look at that, it, it is, it yeah, is incredible. I say, the
0: money game is, is the one that matters. Not necessarily the on the floor, like the on the floor helps your money. game. I would right?
1: agree with that, but the money games don't matter, but to have an expiring contract like D'Angelo Russell, yes. I mean, that is, that's valuable. That's 17 million bucks coming Bro, off you your put, books.
0: You put D low on the jazz. I- I have to think that's a motivated player to go out and continue to fortify his worth. I mean and
1: and he is great in transition, which is where this team is even better, if we're being honest. I mean, yeah, it it D'Angelo Russell allows you to play faster basketball. And if you wind up trading Jordan Clarkson, which I can't believe you wouldn't, um, I think D'Angelo gives you stylistically a good fit and then you get an expiring contract. Yeah. You know, like it 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 just feels like it's it feels like it's a good fit to me. And I, 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 I think that's going to happen. Yeah, I really do. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, I don't think D fits in Utah. Well, culturally basketball, basketball wise, I think he fits fine. Um, and it just doesn't matter whether he wants to be here or not. Cause
0: he's a free agent and he's not a big enough star to command that kind of attention. I would
1: agree with that. I would agree with that a hundred percent. Jeff Webber says, peace out homies. Got to go watch my son's high school game. Have a good one, man. Hey, Enjoy, you, bro. Enjoy the Alaska sunset. It, does it set this time of year, uh, Monty? Please give Teddy some meat. Hey man, I owe Teddy Bro, a ribeye. Did you just
0: say give Teddy some meat? Yeah,
1: the cat. Some meat for you, Johnny Gonzalez, Adrian Griffin out in Milwaukee. What? What? Yeah, how about the <laughs> uh, how about the Milwaukee Bucks whacking their ho- their head coach already? Yeah, it just yeah, it's I think
0: underperforming. They're underachieving. Like,
1: well, and Giannis is unhappy. I think that is as simple as it gets. You listen to um, some of the folks that have because because I actually don't think they're underachieving. I think that you are second in the East. Um, when you're a 30 win team, like are you really underachieving? I think you have a problem, and that problem is that guys are unhappy. He has he is a young head coach who is in his first year there, and he he I think had player relations issues. It's very difficult to sit here and think that, that, you know, this was anything but personality conflicts. And you know, the funny thing is, and I'm curious, what does ESPN do if Doc Rivers gets that job? Because he's the perfect fit. Yeah. I don't know what ESPN does. You're you're screwed. Someone
0: from within, I'm sure.
1: You are screwed. Like, Doc Rivers and Doris Burke have been uncomfortable to begin with. What do you, hey, Jeff Van Gundy, you got a minute? Like, I mean, it's unbelievable to me how bad, I think it's been a terrible move for ESPN. But yeah, Adrian Griffin got whacked and Doc Rivers looks to be the leading candidate there. Yeah. I don't think they're in a bad space. I think the players didn't like him.
0: And that's That's what I
1: think. And again, the players matter. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Teddy Wayman, I guess you're right. Who, me? An expiring contract is valuable. Stay hard. I just don't think the Jazz make the move if it involves Sexton. I think they would trade Colin Sexton. I think Colin Sexton is a difficult personality. I think he was him and Will Hardy have always had. We all remember the fight on the bench, dude. Him and him and Will Hardy have always had. I don't know if issues is painting it too bleakly. They've always had conflicts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And listen. Collins, a guy that knows he he's I think he is quickly working his way into being one of the top scoring point guards in the NBA. There's no doubt. But that's I don't think you're looking for a scoring point guard here. You're looking for a guy who can score, but much more of a Keontae uh, type Key. player. Keontae. <laughs> yeah. Faba
0: beans. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. Look, I think. Delo's not like a hundred percent book it, rubber stamp it fit on the team, but I also think that he's a good enough fit to do the deal. And I think for for D'Lo, that's a guy who who's sitting here on the Lakers trying to make his way. Got benched, came back to the starting lineup. You know, it's been it's been kind of rough for him. I'm mean, I'm not gonna lie, like he's been inconsistent. He he's been loved, he's been hated, and now he's back in the starting lineup. So if you send him to the Jazz. That's a guy, again, like I say, I would guess he'd be motivated heading into free agency. For I would the guess Jazz, so. That's what you're looking for.
1: I have no doubt. I have no doubt. And I, I, I think you have to, in this day and age in the NBA, understand that clubs like the Jazz, who are a small market team, that don't often succeed in free agency at a very high level, you have to leverage the contracts you have on your roster, and right now your most friendly contract is, without question, Laurie Markkinen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think he goes to eighteen million next year, but Laurie Markkinen knows when he's got it good because I don't believe, and I think Laurie doesn't believe that he's a number one. If you put him on the Lakers, is he? Can you just say, okay, Anthony Davis, we're going to trade you because we've got LeBron and Laurie Markkinen. No, I don't think he can do that. I
0: don't think he can do that. Lori's an upgrade to
1: Rui. Oh, there's no doubt about that. But he's not a number one. Yeah. And I think it's why teams like, because I think the Knicks needed Laurie Markkinen, but I think they worry about, is he the the Chicago Bulls Laurie Markkinen or is he the Utah Jazz Laurie Markkinen? Right. Because if I don't build my team around him to succeed, is he going to give me the numbers he's given you in Utah? And the answer is no. He's not going to do that. So I think the Jazz are very smart not to trade him. And I've been told repeatedly, and I think Tony Jones is the first one to report this, that the Jazz have pulled him off the market. Unless you're going to come with a massive offer, which in January, February, you're not going to do that. That's a summer deal. And I still don't think they'll trade him over the summer. Why would you? Not at this level. I just don't think that they they necessarily want to trade him. Ryan Smith is a very involved owner.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And
1: I think if we learned anything from the the Colin Sexton or excuse me, the Jordan Clarkson situation, mistakes have been made because of Ryan Smith's involvement. Agreed. Agreed. So look no further than JC. Ishmael Montoya. Hey. What's up, Montoya? Ho ho. I don't know. Because I can't. It's my show. Uh, Is there anything that the investigation against Harbaugh can affect the LA chargers? I'm sure LA has consulted and thought through it. There's nothing that, I mean, this is exactly like Pete Carroll. It is. I mean, if you look at, if you look at the, the college basketball coaches, Calvin Sampson, I mean, point to the guy that that went professional and had no repercussions. That's what Jim Harbaugh is doing. And, and, I also would go back and remind you that Jim Harbaugh's main motivation here has never been to win at Michigan. His, in my opinion, and I think this is not rocket science, but in my opinion, um, his main motivation is to win a Super Bowl. Yes. And I also would point out the the guy's not young anymore. No. I think he's going to be 61. But he's just young enough. He is just, and he skews younger. Yes. You know, so I I don't, I don't think so, Ishmael. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it. I I really, I really would not. Uh, Boss Frog, hey guys, how's it going? Good, man. Hanging a little left today, but that's fine. That's fine. Had a great (laughs) golf range session this morning. So I'm sitting there banging my, my PXG uh, driver.
0: Yeah, Gen Six,
1: and I'm I, I naturally hit a fade, and I've done a lot of work. If you look, if you follow me on Instagram, yeah, um, the uh the Monty Show, M O N T Y, the Monty Show, the
0: Monty program. Uh,
1: if you if you look at my my swings, you'll see my swing. This asshole over here sent me a video last night. Huh? Think your swings improved at all from like <laughs> last May,
0: like some of the first swings we ever did? <laughs> Terrible.
1: But I'm hitting my driver, and there's this guy just watching me hit.
0: Yeah, and I'm
1: banging. Admittedly, now I'm a little frustrated because my ball is is I hit a fade off the drive, off the tee. Um, I hit a fade that generally would be left and fade back to the middle. Today it was left and fade past the middle, and it was within you know I don't know what you, the dispersion. Yeah, it was in the dispersion, right? Like the I'm spray in. Shot. Yeah, the spray shot. Um, so it was fine, but when you work as hard as I've worked on that swing, you want it to be good and it wasn't good. And so at one point I, and I put it on my Instagram, I may or not let an F bomb go. And I hit a ball and the guy walks over and he's like, what was that? Not good. And it's like, well, I said, by my reaction, you probably know that I don't think it was good. That's what fucking picks me the fuck off <laughs> i didn't like the guy up right no guy. i just said based on my reaction you could guess i don't think it was good and we started talking about it and he's like yeah i, I hit a fade too but mine goes 230 yards and i outdrive drive myself with a rescue and um i'm like yeah you know i i drive the ball well i'm in the 280s you know and he's like oh wow yeah and i step up and i hit the next ball like 299 right down yeah! the middle <laughs> I, I, I kind of felt like a, a jerk about hey, man. it, but it was
0: awesome. Talk the talk. You got to walk the walk. Johnny
1: Gonzalez, Collins, Horton Tucker, and George package deal. Oh, Keontae George is going nowhere. Yeah. Keontae George is the point guard of the future on this yes. team. Yes. There's no doubt about that. Mickey uh, Quintana. No death. Tell that to SMU. SMU is a completely different era of, of, of sports. Next comment. SMU's dude. punishment is meaningless here. Big Daddy Magic. Well,
0: well, hey, uh my guy. Dude, wellness check on you. You okay? Uh, did you see what Joel did? Did you see what Joel, that dude, Himmy B did? Himmy. Um, but I I thought I Victor's thought the way.
1: Victor was actually pretty he put 33 of his own up. Now, Joel like, more than doubled that, but it's pretty good. Markin be great. Trusted sidekick to Victor in the Spurs. Okay. <laughs> you know. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez, I saw the red shine off a Trojan helmet today. Bring that program back. Amen. Jack Siula, uh, peace out. See you soon. Uh, SMU, don't you mean Dallas University? The. Dallas University. (laughs) The I guy, I think we can get better uh, at Fontecchio's position. I agree 100%. There is this big disagreement in Jazz Nation. Jazz Nation! Where is the Italian? Uh, On whether or not Fontecchio's defense is good. And I'm here to tell you, it's streaky at times, just like his three-point shooting. If you're a jazz fan and you are fighting for Simone Fontecchio, <laughs> sorry, I had a seizure. I am um, t- you're fighting for the wrong things. Yeah, you're fighting for the wrong thing. Shao, whoa, comment up, Monty dropping an FBM after taking a swing. I don't believe you, dude. I'm hitting it pretty good right now.
0: Okay, boss. He had a rough day. That one day. That doesn't mean that's what it is. And it was time. really
1: disappointing. It was that one day too. Really disappointing because God, dog, I love that course. Yeah. The win, yeah. Boss Frog got a sign at the win, and I hit the ball all over the place. I may have dropped an F bomb. Uh, Josh Allen and Victor, who is not the way losing. I'm sorry, Big Daddy Magic. Aaron Wilson says, What's up, Mo? What's up? It's Hi, up, dude. It, it, yeah. You know. James, uh, is there any chance Dallas could try to trade for And I'd love to see Lari Luka and Kyrie play together. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh Dallas doesn't have the goods to get him. I don't think. You know. Uh no wait. I was holding up the V uh for USC out of oh, hate for on. Michigan. Fight,
0: fight on. <laughs> Got it. Fight, fight on. on.
1: Buy it uh on. big daddy magic. Yeah. What is his saying with the the big gun? Big
0: daddy magic, the heavy set one with the big gun. The sweet tongue. This is your beloved.
1: All right, couple more, because then we have to go. Um <laughs> Mickey Quintana, Collins to the Lakers in exchange. The Jazz get the Chargers. I it's a fair trade. Works on the cap too. <laughs> you know. Uh send ice trade to my Lakers. No, dude.
0: So okay, hold hold on, bro. So you live in Utah, so you're a Utah fan. You grew up in Michigan, so you're a Michigan fan, and now you're going to LSU, and you're an Arizona fan, and now you're telling me you're a Laker fan. How does that compute, bro? <laughs> like, how, can you help me, bro? Like, how does that work, man? I don't know. You you are
1: you. You gotta take a leak or something. What are you hopping up and down about?
0: I don't hopping up and down about anything. I'm just saying, dude's like a five team fanatic
1: over here. Uh Jazz are going to bat uh for Fontecchio because they like his name. Jazz fans. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that moment at all. Uh Boss Frog says, Hey W, Teddy Wayman, Dallas would need to include Luca. <laughs> I would agree with that. Uh I would agree with that. Uh Aaron Wilson, banging, stay hard. Stay hard. Hey man, I I am stay hard. I put the haters down today, dude. Yeah, you did. I got a bunch of shit on Instagram, dude. You don't hit the seven
0: iron two hundred yards, you prick. Hit the
1: seven iron two o seven today. Bless up. And my swing coach Darren Ingram. <laughs> Darren Ingram, I'm like all excited that I hit it two o seven today. And Darren, In- I put a like on Instagram. I put up a bunch of uh, a bunch of chat shot tracker or whatever they call it, um, and. He's like, no, no, dude, it's not the 200-yard one, it's not the 207s. It's the one that went 198 at 131 miles an hour. I'm like, dude, pimp's going pimp, man. It's exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, Boss Frog, so if I get you out to Cowboy Club or hopefully Dallas Country Club, you
0: can promise me no F-bombs? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? no. I mean, yeah. That's like asking Jim Harbaugh not to cheat. You know it's not going to happen. Please. Come on, dude. Please. Oh, my impossible? God. Speaking of boss frog, did you guys see what?
1: Um, oh, yeah, bro. Where is it? Uh, uh, yeah. Did you see what CeeDee Lamb's mom said today? Dak isn't it. Like Donald Broussard, he don't win to win. He don't want to win a ring. Right. Like, oh, my bad um they need to get rid of his ass it's guys on the team that want to ring they they work hard cd lamb's mother going hard <laughs> oh wait that's not all terence parsons jr the brother of uh some kid named micah parsons you know Bro, they said I launched a verbal attack on Dak because I believe he should take a team-friendly deal because he wants to bring this team a championship. This media is crazy. To which Micah Parsons says, any comments made by Terrence Parsons Jr. are his and his alone. As you know, if I have something to say, I'm not afraid to say it. I love my team. My brother's on my team in the city of Dallas, and I'm more committed than ever to bring a chip to the greatest fan base on earth. Yeah, I'm not talking about that.
0: Boss, what are your cowboys doing, uh, bro? You're supposed to be still playing. What happened? What are your cowboys doing? Good lord, this I mean, is
1: crazy. Bro, when
0: the family gets involved, you know it's a full on meltdown. Ceedee Lamb's mother, Dak, isn't it? <laughs> what on earth are we doing? Nothing good, dude. Via social media. What? And she did it on Facebook too, which I think is hilarious. Nobody's on Facebook. Nah. Nobody's on Facebook.
1: Nah. Um, All right. Well, there you go. The Monty Show, as always, presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Big things popping on the show, you guys. Make sure that um, you 100% go get our merch. Yes, it's in the comment section, in the description below. The description below. It is in the description below. Make sure you go and get it. MontyShowMerch.com. MontyShowMerch.com. You asked. We delivered. MontyShowMerch.com. The Monty Show presented by The Advocates. The Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye,
0: Jake.